Live from the KOCI studios in Costa Mesa, California, it's time for Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford. That's so sad for my team and me. I'm such a big supporter. Chris Babona. This guy's either going to think, here's another kid with a fake ID, or here's McLovin, the 25-year-old Hawaiian organ donor. And Brooks Clark. I mean, it's one banana. What could it cost? $10? Sports Sunday is made possible by Hotline Roofing. Century Industries and the Newport Harbor High School Alumni Association. Bienvenidos, aloha, welcome in to Sports Sunday. It is 3.02 on your Sunday afternoon, August 9th. Alex Crawford, Chris Babona, Brooks Clark with you here live. High above 17th Street, another loaded show for you. First things first. We have a text line now. We do. We, it's back. We're trying. We're trying it out again. Um, let's. We have a new number. It's twenty one thousand two one triple zero. Text K O C I to two one triple zero to opt in, and then you can text us throughout the show. We've got. Brandon Sprague from Sports Radio 1080, the fan up in Portland, going to join us in just 15 minutes to talk about the NBA, the Blazers, Clippers, beef, college football, uh, the potential for Blazers-Lakers series. We're going to talk high school, college, and NFL football, which ones are happening, which ones aren't. Eric Sondheimer from the LA Times is going to join us at 4 o'clock. We've got a fully loaded show. We're down one pair of headphones. So I feel, feel a little naked over I've, here. You, you look naked. I, feel, I, mean, I, mean, you look, I, I mean, you're clothed. I, I feel but. very, like clued out. I don't know what. This is the first time I've ever done a show with you guys without wearing a headset. No, it's weird. I don't I feel weird about it. I'm yeah. like, is Brooks even here? I can't it, it, see him without the headphones. I don't hear any music in the background, no anything. So just like Well, there's us. no music. You're not missing anything okay. right now. Okay. Well, let me know if if, if Tell you, me tell me what I'm missing. I don't know. It just feels weird. Yeah. Well, I won't play, you know, if I play like a sound effect, like right now I'm going to play uh you know, I'm going to play the sizzle sound effect, right? Oh. And you can imagine it, but you can't hear it. I played it in my head because we've used it so much, but I can't hear anything. Yeah, well, we can't bug him with the boat sound anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you can spam yourself with the boat thing, but this is the great. This is the day for you to use the boat sound because yeah. I can't hear it. Yeah, but you did. You did sail your boat this weekend. I did. We got second. There was yeah, tell, little, tell us uh, about that. There's a little team race event down at the old yacht club, and uh, we thought we. I thought we got third, but we wound up. Tied for second, and okay, we won, and we won the tiebreaker. And this, so, is this in your new boat? No. Okay, this different, is in yes different this in, boat. This is in the Harbor Twenty, which is insanely popular here in the Harbor. Uh, Trees team out all the time, uh, but no, it was fun. Good to get back out there. I hadn't won a sailing trophy in in a while. So was, was the trophy a wine glass? It's in my car. It's like yeah, it's a little uh, little, little. That's a very glass. sailing. Very yeah. like hey, here's something know, to drink it's, out it's of. It's engraved. It's cool. It's, no, no, it looked I, cool. I, I'll, I drank out of it last night. I'll, maybe I'll have a glass of wine out of it this evening. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. congrats. Yeah, that's awesome. That's uh, it's cool. You win, we all win. Sports yeah, Sunday, taking home go. some trophies. There, there you go. go. Uh, okay, I want to talk. I want to jump right into things here. I, I want to thank the Portland Trailblazers for giving this Clippers team exactly what they needed, which is a bit of a chip on the shoulder. Not that they didn't have one with guys like Patrick Beverly on the team, but the, but the way it went down yesterday, the game in which the Clippers they rested Kawhi Leonard. Patrick Beverly still didn't play. Montrez Harrell still not in the bubble for them. But the way that game went down, the Clippers won. Damian Lillard missed two free throws that would have either tied it or gave the Blazers with lead in the final minute of the game. The Clippers won. There was a lot of trash talk exchange. There was a t- an Instagram back and forth exchange between Damian Lillard and Paul George after the game. And right now it seems like, at least from, well, from Portland for sure, but I think the collective... 
this has been the biggest trash talk moment thus far of the return in, of the in NBA the bubble, season in sure. the bubble. And the collective, I think, ire or the hatred of the NBA. I'm used to, as a Clippers fan, the Clippers being a bit of the villains with the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Lob City era. Yeah. They they kind of lost that because Kawhi's very likable. Kawhi gets a pass for a lot of things, you know, leaving Toronto. No one right. no one even gave him a hard time right. for that. He wanted to come home. He wanted right. to get back to SoCal. Now I think with, with Patrick Beverly reportedly trash-talking Dame as he shot the final three throws, yelling Dame time, and then P-Bev waved as he walked off the court to, to imitate Damian Lillard's walk-off when he ended the series against Paul George and the Thunder uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, I think now the way that... Let me just pull up, actually, the Instagram exchange between... Papev said, like, Cancun on three or something like that. Like, you know... Like, they're going... They're, they're, they're leaving. They're going to make it. Yeah. yeah. Paul George said something else. And then, and then uh, I don't know. Let me pull this up. Let me pull up... I want to get the exact... Back and forth dot uh, from I almost said Instagram dot com from Instagram <laughs> dating myself here from the Instagram yeah so uh, yeah yeah Patrick Beverly commented uh, on Damian Lillard's Instagram it said Cancun on three meaning you guys are gonna right. go be vacationing right. in Mexico pretty soon and then Paul George commented and you getting home sent this year you're getting sent home this year laughing face respect fist emoji Damian Lillard commented back keep switching teams running from the grind you boys is chumps and then Dame had this to say after the game the audio is a little iffy because the uh, reporters had to be yeah. six feet away in yeah. the bubble but Dame had this to say after the game when asked about the trash talk moment between himself Patrick Beverly and I'm, Paul George I'm not be able to hear this am I you're not gonna be, no you are I'll okay. make sure you hear okay. this I didn't know my team needed it you know which was a failure for me that I can accept, but asking me about Patrick Beverly, who I sent him home before at the end of a game. Paul George just got sent home by me last year in the playoffs. So they know that the reason they're reacting like that is because of what they expect from me, which is a sign of respect. And it just shows what I've done um, at a high clip more times than not. So I'm not offended by it. Um, if anything, they should just tell you how, how much it hurt them to go through what I put them through in those situations previously. So, Damian Lillard, if you could hear that, the, the air conditioning if, unit. If, if nothing else, we can confirm that the Brr. bubble is well ventilated. <laughs> the AC unit in the bubble <laughs> was loud. Work. But if you couldn't hear that, Damian Lillard saying uh, he sent Paul George home before. Last year. He, he sent Patrick Beverly home before. At some point. Maybe on the Rockets. When, yeah, when P-Bev was oh, with the Rockets. Right, that's right. Uh, yeah. And he's saying, you know, I take it as a sign of respect that they expected me to make those free throws I didn't. Which, first of all, yeah, Damian Lillard's almost a 90% free throw shooter, missing both. I think John Hollinger tweeted, yeah. it's like a 1.5% chance yeah, that right. that happens. But I, I just, first of all, I love this. It, I love it. I love the trash really talk. Good. This is why people gravitate towards the NBA, and that's what's... We, we've talked, I think, last show or uh, in the past just about how sports like Major League Baseball, they, they don't really play into the social media side of things. The NBA has always surrounded itself and endeared itself to social media because players like this are so active. You get these engagements. You get, like, the subtweeting. You get, like, the, you know, who's liking who and following who in the offseason for free agency rumors. So it's always, it's always fun. And I think this is a big part of that. Trash talking is interesting. I, I, I love trash talking. I think it's fun. It's a fun part of the game. I'm not very good at it personally, but, you know, who, who, who is to say? I don't think any of you are very good trash talkers, Alex. I know you, for a fact, are not a good trash talker. But I don't know. The, the Clippers haven't won anything yet. You know, that's true. It, 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 it's, what, what's, why is P. Why is P. Bev honking? What's he's? I mean, what, that's what Petra. What, see, that's what I was saying. What's he done? What's, nah. Paul George literally has never won anything. He is. 
And and to Dame's point, this is his, what third team in as many years. Yeah, but I see. I actually disagree with Dame's point about keep keep switching teams. Paul George played in Indiana for what seven eight seasons from 2010 to 2017. Paul George was in Indiana. Yeah. Then he played two seasons in OKC. He wanted to get out of OKC. Who can blame him? Every other big player that's played in OKC wanted out. Kevin Durant, yeah. Russell Westbrook, yep. Paul George can't play. So I think I think that that listen. I have all, I have the utmost respect for Damian Lillard. I love that he's committed to Portland. He said, "I want to play here. I want to win here. I think it's noble. I don't think it's. I don't think he's ever going to win a title in Portland. I really don't think they're going to win a title. Probably, Probably not. not. Probably yeah. not. I, I think it's great though. I love that he's. I love that he's embraced the city. His brother, Houston Lillard, is the head coach of one of the better public high schools. Football coach. Oh, really? One of the better public high schools just took over as the Jefferson that. High School Democrats. Uh, good mask. That's, gr- that's a great mascot. Good, niche, niche mascot. Their, uh, I think their logo is a donkey, a braying donkey. Really? So the demos. <laughs> I'm a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he's embraced the city. His mom lives there. His brother lives there. He's involved. I love it. I Damian Lillard's probably outside of... Uh, players on the Clippers or outside of my favorite team, my favorite player to watch in the NBA. I think the trash talk is good. I think it's unfortunate he missed those shots. I think it's very clutch. I think him sending Paul George home last year in the playoffs and beating the Thunder in the way they did was epic. Yeah. But at the same time, the Clippers are the better team this year. Yeah. Patrick Beverly has every right to talk, trash did, talk to him. Did, did Patrick Beverly play a minute last night? He did not play a minute. He's the heart and soul of this Clippers team. It's, 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 I love it. I love it. It's interesting that he's talking trash without actually playing the game. Sorry, Chris. I so, okay, you. Dame owns PG, first off. I think it's more of a player-by-player basis. Dame can, like, or PG, rather, cannot talk any crap about Dame because Dame completely ousted the OKC Thunder. It was just, yeah, uh, Dame was, owns them. You can't talk trash when you're in that position that PG's in, especially Pat Bev. I mean, well, he. what has Pat Bev done in his career? I mean, I mean, basically what PG is doing, he, is, he, got, he got clowned. Now that he's got his boys right behind him and they're winning, and he's got Kawhi and Pete Bev, he's like, yeah, you know, he's 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 trying to show up because now he has some backbone because he now has a really good basketball team that's gonna you know talk the trash with him. I mean, Paul George, his team lost the series last year yeah. to Damian Lillard, and Damian Lillard has made a point of dominating Russell Westbrook, who was Paul George's teammate last yeah. year in the postseason. There's a somehow, some people have this debate about Russell Westbrook versus Dame. Mm-hmm. It's always Dame. It's going to be Dame for yeah. me. I mean, I just, I don't think I, there's I a agree. debate anymore. I agree. I know you, I know you agree. And I think the fact that there's people that argue for Russell Westbrook are people that get caught up in the flashy highlight plays on right. Instagram and Twitter and aren't watching right. the games right. and aren't looking at wins. So like I said, utmost respect for Dame, but I got to thank him and the Blazers for now. They've turned, like you're saying, what has Patrick Beverly won? What has Paul George won? I don't like that they're talking this trash. So now everyone's starting to hate on the Clippers. That's going to gel them more. That's going to solidify them more. That's giving them, not that Patrick Beverly needed a chip on his shoulder, but I think this Clippers team needed a chip on their shoulder. They've got one now, more so. I mean, why is this a chip, though? This just feels very this manufactured. Yeah. This feels very manufactured by themselves. No, no, I don't think, I think it's manufactured. I think they, the Clippers started it by talking trash. They won the game, first of all. Mm-hmm. Now everyone's turned against them and said, like you're saying, what are they talking about? What have they, what have they won? Who are they to say this? Now they're internally saying, screw them. It's, us against, it's, it's created an us-against-them scenario, which teams are always looking for that edge. Teams are always falsely creating right. us-against-them. Sure, but yeah. I think this is an organic us-against-them where the Clippers were talking trash, playing with an edge, which people hate. Blazers fans have always hated the Blazers fans hate the Lakers, yeah. but ever since the Lob City era, they've really hated the Clippers. Yeah. I'm going to bring Brandon Sprague on in about four minutes to talk about this. From 
1080 The Fan up in Portland. My old, my old colleague, Brandon Sprague. Blazers fans have always had a particular ire for the Clippers from the Lob City era saying they whine too much, they've never won anything. That kind of went away because, first of all, the, the Clippers' big three got broken up. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. The Clippers weren't a great team for a couple years. Then they got Kawhi. Kawhi's very likable. PG-13 went home. No one was really complaining too much about that. And now I see Blazer Nation turning against the Clippers, and I think that that's probably how a lot of the other NBA fan bases feel. And I think Patrick Beverly and the Clippers feed off that. So I think I thank the Blazers for giving but, this Clippers team what they needed. But it's not as though they're going on the road getting a lot of boo-birds from, from the opposing team's fans. No. So it's it's going to be weird to see how they try to get, you know, get – you, you see, you know, like a great thing is when the visiting team wins or they're winning. They like they'll like pump up the crowd, you know, like just try to be like a like an fu type thing. Well, there's no there's no crowd. Exactly, there's no crowd. Yes. So it's gonna be. I'm curious to see how they how they consume this energy, how they how they convert this thing that they made into on the court performance. Yeah, it's almost like the MJ phenomena where he'll take anything and he took it personally. Yeah, I know a, that became right. a meme in Last Dance. Right. So I mean, without fans now, it, there's less stuff to get you pumped up. So. Here, the Clippers are just taking literally anything they can to, I like your point, Alex, to get anything together, and maybe it works out. And shout out to Kawhi Leonard for not saying one word about this whole beef. That's well, he never total, did. I mean, that Kawhi, is total Kawhi. The Kawhi, Kawhi, I love it. He says he doesn't say anything. He never yeah. said a word about anything. Right. Yeah. He's still Very up, rare. He's still updating his latest uh, software package. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to continue this conversation with the guy who's right in the heart of Portland. He's got his finger on the pulse of the Portland sports scene, Brandon Sprague from Sports Radio 1080, the fan up in Portland, going to join us next, talking about the Blazers, their potential matchup with the Lakers, their beef with the Clippers, and he's going to probably tell us why he thinks L.A. and SoCal suck as a sports city, sports community, and we're going to tell him why he's wrong. That's coming up next on Sports Sunday on 101.5 KOCI. The Newport Harbor High School Alumni Association is here to connect you to the people, places, and memories you love most about our school. Find us online at NewportHarborAlumni.org and on Facebook and Instagram at Newport Harbor Alumni. And as always, go Sailors! Hotline Roofing. For all your roofing, siding, and decking needs, Hotline has been covering the coast and beyond since 1980 and a proud sponsor of KOCI since 2014. You can call Bobby at Hotline Roofing at 949-689-8459. 689-8459. Thank you. Join us Wednesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. for Local Motion. Local artist recordings, interviews, on-air performances, and happenings here on KOCI. Are you ready for the summer heat? Klondike Air offers everything you need to turn your home into an oasis of comfort. Hello, everyone. This is Andrew, owner of Klondike Air, reminding you that our highly trained service techs can get your air conditioner ready for the long, hot road ahead. If you are thinking about adding air conditioning or replacing your existing system, we offer free in-home or virtual consultations. For more information, 714-979-2070 or on the web at klondikeair.com.
This is Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford on 101.5 KOCI. All right, welcome back into Sports Sunday. Joining us now on the phone line from Portland, Oregon, Brandon Sprague from Sports Radio 1080. The fan got his finger on the pulse of the Portland sports scene, and the Blazers are all of a sudden uh, super relevant down here in L.A. Sprague, thanks for making some time on your Sunday for us. Hey, thanks for having me, Crawford. I hope you guys are doing well, man. I'm excited to uh, be on with you for the first time and uh, talk a little sports down in L.A. Yeah, absolutely, and we will talk about L.A. as a sports city. Yeah, we got, how are you doing, Sprague? Nice to hear your voice, and uh, we'll talk about L.A. as a sports city. I know, I know you have your opinion. I know you're it. a hater. I, I know Alex and I have opinions. I'm sure Chris's are synonymous with us, so we'll get into that a little bit. <laughs> okay, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, first of all, Sprague, one reason, I mean, the, like I said, the Blazers are all of a sudden super relevant down here in SoCal. Uh, yesterday's game in which the Clippers beat the Blazers. Dame missed two free throws at the end. Then the trash talk from the court spilled over onto social media. You, also, you saw Patrick Beverly commenting, you know, Cancun on three. Paul George talking about them getting sent home. Dame bringing up that he literally sent PG home last year, and it seems like the collective ire of Blazer Nation of Rip City is back on the Clippers. They hate the Clippers again like they did during the Lob City era. Uh, is that is that accurate? Uh, I would say it's pretty accurate. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I wouldn't say that it's just now cooking back up in terms of a rivalry. I mean, the Clippers went from having so much hope with the, you know, the, the Lob City era to just not knowing where they were going to be, and then they get Kawhi Leonard and got this picture-perfect comeback. Portland always hated you guys. They never stopped hating you. Uh, they didn't really care if the Clippers were irrelevant. And, look, yesterday's game was a lot of fun. It was a back-and-forth, and it was great to have kind of that playoff-type basketball, even if Kawhi wasn't playing, even if they took Paul George out with, like, six or seven minutes to go in the game. It felt good to have, like, a game that mattered, a bit of a playoff atmosphere. I was looking forward to the trash talk and hearing it, to hear Pat Bev on the sidelines. Great. Uh, but I think the most important thing to remember here, Crawford, is uh, even though Dame may have came up short yesterday, that's okay. Big game Dame is always going to be uh, hit, and sometimes it's not good your day. But uh, even though he came up short, didn't really tell a lie on that Instagram post. I mean, it's, it's a team entirely made up of bandwagon guys who can't go do it on their own, and they have to collectively come together to hope that they can get a ring that way. I, I don't. I don't think it's fair to ignore the amount of time Paul George put in in Indiana which is very, you know, Indiana as a franchise is similar to the Blazers in my mind, a smaller market uh, with a diehard fan base and and a long history. I I mean, I just, Dame didn't tell a lie because he did send Paul George home last year. The ball don't lie. That game happened. At the same time, there's nothing wrong with PG and Kawhi wanting to go back home and play. No, there's nothing wrong at all. Look, I'm one of those guys that I'm fully in on players if they want to go to a different team and team up and play with guys that they like, look, they, they get paid the big bucks to entertain us. And if they'd rather play that way, I'm all for it. But like I've always said, when you do stuff like this, you should be open and know that you're susceptible to the criticism and the backlash that comes tied to it. So you mentioned Paul George in Indiana. And I would say, yeah, he, he spent some, you know, got drafted by him and he spent his developmental youthful seasons there. And they had a couple of really good runs there in the Eastern conference, but Again, he bailed. He didn't want to carry the franchise anymore. He didn't want to be in Indiana. He wanted to move on. So where does he go? Well, he goes to Oklahoma City for a couple of years, and that's all well and good. But he can't last more than two seasons there before he figures out he can't do it if Westbrook can't get it going. So where does he go? He goes to Los Angeles to hope that Kawhi Leonard carry him. So 
while there's some validity to loyalty for Paul George, I, I, I just think the point stands. Like Damian Lillard saying, you couldn't grind it out to build this. And maybe Dame never gets a championship. Maybe Paul George gets two or three while he's in L.A. But I'll tell you right now, if Damian Lillard gets one in Portland, it's going to feel a whole lot better to him than a guy that jumped ship from three different teams. Precisely. Yeah, I, I, that, 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 I mean, Lakers fan Brooks has logged on. That makes sense. That makes sense to me for sure. Uh, I disagree, but we'll get back to that. Go ahead, Brooks. Oh, so, Spring, I just want to ask. So, my thought when we, before, when they, when the NBA first released the, what the bubble schedule was going to look like, my first thought that I had is I don't want to be able to play, I don't want to be a team that's going to play that eight seed or the ninth seed, depending on who gets in, because they're going to be playing hard because they're on the outside looking in. Going to get scrappy. They're going to win. They're just going to win basketball games, and they're going to get hot at the right time. The narrative right now, you hear it on some places, is that the Lakers, who've clinched the one seed, do not want to play the Trailblazers. Do you subscribe to that, or where are you? Where do you fall in that line? I know the Lakers are not playing great basketball right now, which is somewhat concerning. We're going to talk about that later in our show. Um, where, where, how do you subscribe to Trailblazers as a potential nightmare matchup for the Lakers? I mean, I, th- I think they can be a nightmare matchup in the obvious way that everybody's pointed out, like Ray John Rondo getting hurt, not knowing kind of what his timeline of return is going to be, and then obviously it's Bradley not being there and what that means for them defensively. And look, Caruso on CJ or Dame, like that's, that's an advantage I'd put in Portland's court. Like that's an obvious statement to make. The problem that right. I point out up here in Portland is, yeah, it could be a nightmare matchup for L.A. in the backcourt, how is Portland going to match up with L.A. in the front court? Yes. If you have a big like Anthony Davis, I, Zach Collins ain't staying in front of him. <laughs> Yusuf you, Nurkic. Yeah, Nurkic is only so good. Uh, and then, not to mention LeBron James, a guy who went to an NBA Finals eight times in a row. Uh, year 17, and he's having one of his you know most productive seasons ever. He's acclimated everybody to what they want to do in L.A. now. Uh, and he may not be the true MVP of that team. It may be Anthony Davis, but damn, is he close to being that MVP still? So, you know, I'm, I'd be excited for that matchup, Brooks. If we got Portland and LA because of the, you know, the long-standing history between these two teams in, in mm-hmm. the playoffs. But if I'm being honest, and and I've loved watching Portland's run to try to get that eight or nine seed, and then try to get the postseason. As much as I've enjoyed it, I, I'm not taking them defensively to be able to match up with the Lakers. I think they could push it to maybe six, maybe come close to flirting with the game seven, but I think all in all, I, I, I wouldn't pick them to beat the Los Angeles Lakers. If they had Trevor Reza, it might be a different story, but not with this uh, group currently uh, as constructed. Yeah, and I think the Moda, the Moda Center is always a great spot. Uh, you know, Blazers have such good fans up there, and uh, it's always a tough place. Now they're all in the bubble. They, they avoid avoid the uh, hostile environments of the, of the road. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's the other part of the whole thing that you got to think about is, uh, and this is kind of the interesting part of the bubble to me is there's no home court advantage. So if you tell me the Moda Center, which, as you mentioned, you know the backstory there between the Lakers and what it means to come to Portland and be in the Moda Crawford, you've been in Portland at the Moda Center when they're playing a team that they don't like. It is it's a special energy that's hard to duplicate in sports. So when you take that away, maybe it goes in Portland's favor because of unpredictability and everything that goes on around the bubble and how it can maybe wear on guys to be in there for a certain period of time. That's another unknown, by the way. I'm not convinced the Clips, the Bucks, the Lakers, or your traditional three top-ish tier teams. I think they're talented. I think they deserve respect. But I think the bubble is going to give us some weird NBA playoffs. So I think totally. there's a chance we, we see some, you know, a pretty big upset. I think we see maybe some teams in the Final Four 
that we didn't think we would see. And if, if you told me it was some weird NBA Finals matchup, I, I don't know if I would be that surprised. And right. that's part of home court advantage being taken away that can impact in, in a moment like this where you're playing in a bubble and you're kind of housed off from everything. There is no home court anymore. Right. Yeah, just to your point, Sprague, I have been that opposing fan in the Moda Center wearing Clippers gear for a game against the Blazers. I had an older, I'd say 60-plus-year-old Blazer fan knock the hat off my head, shove me, and security had to get wow. involved. Uh, more so, security has got involved to say, if I wanted to press charges, I pulled a Axel Foley, Beverly Hills cop, where I come from, cops don't press charges against other cops. I said, it's all fair. You know, the fan, I deserved it. I was talking trash. Yeah, I was going to say, you, I'm sure you were completely was, yeah. innocent. But I'm just saying, that is that is the one example in the NBA or in pretty much any pro sports setting where someone's tried to fight me at a game just for my jersey. <laughs> That's still one of my all-time favorite stories. It, it, it's probably... A mixture of that being accosted by a 77-year-old man, <laughs> LA Clippers, or it's you going to a Dodger playoff game with a group of your friends and being so hammered that you just out hit me, daddy. And <laughs> has well, no well, idea what's going on except for this white guy behind him is hammered. <laughs> Brooks was there. Brooks yeah, was there I for was, that. I was going to ask you about that. We'll talk about that later. But no, anyway, Sprague, I just want to ask you, before the Blazers would even play the Lakers, they still have to play in the play-in. Most likely, it's almost set in stone. They're going to play Memphis. What's the confidence level there against that Memphis team? Maybe if they, I think they are going to overtake that eight seed and only have to win one game in that play-in. Well, you know, the, the, the Darren Jackson Jr. news was, was pretty devastating. I mean, I'm one of those guys that, like, yeah, I'll take some shots for the team and I'll root for Portland to probably win, but, like, I'll also be really honest about the NBA. And Darren Jackson Jr., regardless of what team he's playing for, He's actually one of my favorite young players to watch. I think he's really exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a massive blow for them, and I know that they're probably right now maybe sitting in that driver's seat. I don't know I don't know if you could have more confidence from a fan base and maybe collective media than you would right now about Portland's chances, regardless of who they face in, in, in an 8-9 matchup that they're going to get in. Like, Clipper lost bad because it was, like the B squad of the Clippers, and I understand that, but let's give the Clippers some respect here. They play good defense. They got a hard, gritty culture. They, they love to challenge each other, and sometimes but those guys in the NBA too, right? They didn't get there by just being bums who can't compete. You're, you're not always going to be on your A game, but even with that loss, I would I would still tell you, and today they're about to tip it off now against the Sixers. Um, what I would tell you, though, is, is the confidence about Portland getting in the playoffs is immense. It could not be bigger. And if they take on Memphis, great. Uh, obviously, you want the eight, but you only have to win once. But if they end up with the nine in whatever situation, then, you know, so be it. They're going to have to beat the young Grizzlies twice. And I think with Damian Lillard and CJ and the experience they have, especially in the game seven in Denver last year, I, 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 you can't wager against them. That Damian Lillard is the Russell Wilson of the NBA. Every single time your team takes on Damian Lillard, you have a bit of unease. Because you know up there within striking distance that you can turn it on in a big way. Right. Brandon Sprague from Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan joining us. One more thing about the Blazers, tying it back into yesterday's Clippers win over the Blazers. And it's tough for me because I love Damian Lillard. I, I have listed him as my favorite non-Clippers player 
in the NBA. He's so fun to watch. I think it's admirable and cool and and uh, something you know leading by example. His leadership is is incredible. The the fact that he said I want to be in Portland. You know his brother's the head coach at Jefferson High School and his family's there and he's involved in the city. I think it's so cool. I, I love Blazers fans' passion, which is why it, it it's so tough on me to now have to view them as the villain once again. I'm looking on my Twitter. I I, I purposely threw a couple grenades out on Twitter yesterday afternoon talking about how the Blazers would love to have Paul George, referencing the tweet from Damian Lillard from 2017 where he specifically named Paul George as a player he wanted to bring to Portland. And this, I think, this isn't even a question. This is just an observation, and you can tell me what you think, Sprague. But to me, Blazers fans uh, are such such a microcosm or so indicative of just Portland as a city, their mentality is once you poke them, once you do one little thing, they are up in arms like a bunch of angry fire ants coming out, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's in real life. And I'm seeing people saying Paul George is the most annoying player in the NBA. We hate PG-13. Yeah, we wanted him three years ago, but we want nothing to do with him now. I love that. It just, to me, it's like, oh, cute little Blazers fans. Oh, Blazers, like, have fun up there. Good luck. And, uh, and it's just so it's just so Portland to me to have that kind of reaction to yesterday's PG Damian Lillard beef. Well, I don't think there's anything more LA than the guy rooting for the second and least favorite sports team in the city and <laughs> crashes if you have eight championships hanging in your rack. Go off King. Relegated. You have been relegated. <laughs> Irrelevant in your city. Our Blazer fans are absolutely, they will jump all over you, and especially if it comes to defending Damian Lillard. But let me tell you right now, you would do anything. You might trade Brooklyn to have a fan base with half that enthusiasm <laughs> as the Portland Trailblazers have been for your city. You know what's funny about the L.A. Clippers, Crawford? Aside from you being one of my good friends and you liking them randomly, uh, you kept mentioning how the fan base, there's more, there's more Clippers support than you know. I just saw an article in March. The Clippers TV rights, they went up since they got Kawhi Leonard. They've gone up like 70%, and they're still at a one share in L.A., which means that nobody's watching them, even when they have good players. So, you know, yeah, did Portland want Paul George at one time? Would they take him right now? Absolutely. That would be stupid to assume otherwise. But we also value loyalty, and that's why Dame means more to this franchise than made any player Ever. He is loyal. He will stay loyal. And if he doesn't finish his career in Portland, I won't be shocked. But it's not going to be until he's in, like, year 14, year 15. It did not go well, and he's at the back end of his career. Maybe chasing a ring. Maybe. But I would highly doubt to bet on that uh, when it comes to Damian Miller. That's a great segue into a discussion we always like to have about Los Angeles, Southern California as a whole as a sports city or a sports region, because really it's more of a region. It's so incredibly overrated. You guys are such an overrated uh, market in terms of sports fandom. You guys have some absolute great fans in the Dodgers. I saw that firsthand. Uh, people don't care about the Lakers if they ain't winning. People don't care about USC if they're not winning. People don't care about the Clippers either way. People don't really care about UCLA anything because John Wooden's been dead for a long time and <laughs> they've largely cheated their way through the 70s and won all those championships. L.A. Oh, hockey. Let's go to the Kings. You guys don't care about the Kings if they're not good. Nobody supports the Ducks and the Angels. I mean, I don't even know if you count the Angels as an L.A. team. I've never seen a person with an Angels hat or talk Angels baseball. L.A. You should listen to our show then, Mark Sprague. I talk, I talk Halos baseball yeah, we every week. We talk Halos every week. This is OC the Sports Talk. The only reason you guys have all those teams 
is because you won the, the geographic lottery in the world. There's no reason other than that. It ain't a fan base thing. It ain't a we're cool and better than everybody thing. You guys won the geographic lottery. If you didn't, well, you'd be okay. Uh, I- how come, how come San Diego doesn't have a bunch of teams then? It's even nicer than L.A. No, it's not as spread out. It's, it's, it's San Diego is right there on the water. you got way more landmass in the L.A. area. San Diego is great, too. It's, it's one of the more beautiful places in the entire world. And by the way, I say all this as a guy that loves to go to L.A. for a getaway week <laughs> and get hammered. I'm just playing out the facts. You guys aren't great. I mean, you have your passion. I admire you guys for all the teams you guys like. But largely, your city is not a great sports city. You have a lot of teams, so that's great. you got good options. But you don't have rich tradition outside of the Dodgers in your whole... Even the Lakers. The Lakers might have some tradition. Some? Largely, some, tra- some tradition for the there. Lakers? It was like 14 rings. Even I got to show up for the Lakers on this one. I mean, Lakers fans and Dodgers fans are the tier no. one in terms of diehards no, no, in the no, city. No, 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 no. Let's say about the Lakers fans. The Lakers fans are who they were the last four years of Kobe's career. Let's watch a guy who gets a contract he probably doesn't deserve, but it's a lifetime achievement award contract, much the way the Angels gave one to Pujols. And uh, we know we'll suck. We know we'll be irrelevant. We'll argue about young players that never fully developed. That's what the Lakers were the four years that Kobe played. I mean, I just can't take this slander. I'll let someone from New England slander us that much. I think <laughs> Boston is the best sports city in America. Oh, okay, but Chris. I think L.A. is very close second. And I, th- I don't think a guy from Portland could be throwing shots like this. I'm sorry. I am a huge Dodger fan, so I appreciate the respect you gave us. But L.A. is second best sports city in America. I'm surprised, Chris. You, just... me, you can't name me three reasons why LA is a great sports city. Give me one. Go ahead. Countless championships. There, we LA. I'll, I mean, I'll look up the stats. LA probably has the second or first most rings accumulative of any any sports okay. all over America. Okay. Number one example is already going against my entire point. Who gives a bleep how many teams you have or championship counts? You, the fans, did. Nothing to dictate how many championships you have. This is about sports market, not how many sports teams you have, how many titles you have. Sports passion. L.A. has done. Don't count championships. Give me a reason why L.A. is the, according to you, second best sports city in the country. Because you listed Boston. You didn't list Boston for championships. You listed Boston because Boston will admittedly go racist if it means helping their team win titles. That's what I'm I'm saying. You know what? You can go sit with the racist fans in Fenway. You can go be miserable in a dirty city like Philly. You can go be miserable in New York City at a Yankees game or go try to watch a Knicks game. Or you can come to L.A. Sprague. We'll show you a good time. The fan experience will be unmatched. You will have the option. You will have a cornucopia of sports and beautiful weather and great venues and historic venues at your fingertips. You will have an incredible experience, and you have had that. So you can keep your take. You can you can hold on to your take, Sprague, and that, that's fine. You can, you can die on this hill. But whenever you want to come down here and have a good time, we guarantee you one. Yeah, it's great because I know tickets will always be available. Uh, half the stadiums won't be full. And, I'm, uh, I'm, look, I'm looking at, a t- I'm looking, I'm looking like at attendance numbers right now. Last, Obviously, attendance doesn't matter this year for baseball. Dodgers had 49,000 per game. The Angels had 37,000 a game. 
How many? Hey, what's the what's the capacity of Dodger Stadium? I don't know. Probably nine thousand. It's fifty-five. Fifty-five. Oh, the new, with the new renovations is probably more closer to sixty. It's close to sixty thousand. You guys have a city of what ten million people? You can't get sixty thousand people to show up to baseball. Yeah, because Chavez Ravine is a nightmare to get to on a there Tuesday night. There is a traffic issue, and you know what? We got to put a pin oh, in this. We have to go to break. That's very LA of you. It's traffic fault. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. We have a, we have a terrible lack of public transit. I'll admit that. But uh, all right, Spray. Oh yeah, I get it. You're late to a meeting at work. It's traffic. Goddamn four hundred five. But hey, sports game. Traffic bad. I, I mean, I, I to the point where I, I left my work early at like 4.15, 4.30-ish to try to make a 7 p.m. Dodger game, and I parked my car as they were singing the anthem. Wow. And that's dedication, and, and, Brooks. And, and, yeah, because I wanted to go to – do you know how far – I if you were to Google where the Fox Pico lot is and then Dodger Stadium, it's not a very far drive as the crow flies. It's really challenging. Well, Portland Trailblazer fans deal with traffic on weeknight home games all the time. Oh, I don't even Go back hear- to riding your bike, 30. okay? Like- but by the time they get in the game, they've missed half the first quarter. But guess what? Every seat in that arena is full. There's okay. no excuse. You know what, Sprague? We can put- we're going to put a pin in this. We'll bring this back around. That's okay. Hey, you guys are done arguing something you've made no points on. That's okay. We can let this conversation die, and you can just... You know, sleep easy, thinking, yeah, we're a good sports city. We are. You guys know the truth. I'm sitting here presenting all these facts. You guys are just like, we got championship, and we have a lot of traffic. So. <laughs> and star power, the best the, the best star. player in every sport is in this market. The, four the best, best basketball player, yep. the second best basketball player, yep. the best Again, baseball player, the second best baseball player. You, that is indicative of the geographic lottery you won, being where you're at, having great weather. Everything you're naming is out of your control as a fan base. You guys don't help or hurt anything. You live in one of the most beautiful regions in the entire world. Of course, four of the prominent basketball players want to be there. They run production companies. They're running marketing companies. There's no bigger mecca for that than Los Angeles. Where do movies get made? L.A. These are not reasons to label yourselves the top five sports cities in America. Those are out of your control. So hit me when you guys actually have a point on this argument. Otherwise, the facts are the facts. You're not a top five sports city. You know what? This is very much indicative of Damian Lillard versus PG-13. The the, the Blazers lost that game. The Clippers won. They're a better team. They're probably going to win the title this year. But Dame... He's got loyalty. He's got leadership. He's got these intangibles, and we love him. We love the Blazers. Great franchise. But who's ahead in the wins column? That's L.A. versus Portland, baby. Well said. Um, I don't I don't know what that analogy had to do with anything I just said, but uh, I think it was a way for you to make yourself feel better about the Clippers being a really good basketball team. They are a really good <laughs> basketball team. Brandon Sprague, ladies and gentlemen, follow him on Twitter, at Brandon Sprague. Listen to – I can't believe I, – I probably shouldn't say listen to another show. but Unless listen. you're – no, you know what? If you're an L.A. sports fan – don't follow me on Twitter because <laughs> I'm probably not going to hear the end about how you guys are great fans because your traffic stops you from going games and the sun shines and there's people who uh, are really successful and they live there. Hey, hey open invite anytime you want to come when, when games happen again. Yeah, so, yeah we, talk to you. In- well, I, I, I'm a little disappointed, to be honest with you, because I didn't want to argue about that. I knew we weren't going to go anywhere with that, that conversation. I, 
You said Pac-12 football. Oh, yeah, we meant to talk uh, you about You got me all hot and bothered. Maybe next time we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll have you on again. We'll talk Pac-12 football. Brandon Sprague, appreciate let's, you let's, making let's your Let's hope Pac-12 football is going to happen. Yeah let's, ha- yeah, let's hope we can have that conversation, right? Well, I tell you what. I'm not, uh, I'm not as optimistic either, so I get why you say those comments, but let's be optimistic about it. And when you invite me on again, we can talk about oh, uh, no. college football as if it's happening. And, oh, by the way... I'll show you guys passion for teams up in Oregon, like at Oregon and Oregon State. Nobody has it down there. Okay, okay. You know, we have to cut you off, Brandon, but <laughs> I will. I can't believe I'm defending the Trojans here, but the and I, I won't oh. defend UCLA football. I mean, that's 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 sad. That's below LAFC. Well, yeah, of course we're going to defend the team that still has O.J. Simpson's number in their stadium. <laughs> no, they don't. O.J. Simpson's jersey is not in the Coliseum. Oh, did they finally catch up to 2020 and realize uh, everything was going against cancel culture and so they, uh, they had to take it out? I believe so. I mean, I they don't have Reggie's number. Oh, they're going to put it back. I, I haven't been there in a little bit. I don't know. Actually, that's a, that's a really good question. I don't think that they have OJ's number on there. We will get to the mm-hmm. bottom of that. All right. All right, Sprague. Well, we can be optimistic. Next time we'll have you on, we'll talk Pac-12 football. And then in the future, at an undetermined date, we'll get you down to SoCal. We'll show you how great of a sports region it is in person. And uh, you won't be able to deny the, the fun you're having. Great. I'm sure it won't sway me at all, but I look forward to that. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Brandon Sprague, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Thanks Brandon. Brandon. All right, bye. Okay, wow. Sprague got me all hot and bothered there for, I don't want to say no particular reason. He, he just knows how to poke the buttons. I, I will say this. In our, our text line, if you want to text in, text K-O-C-I to... Text KOCI to 21000 Text KOCI to 21000 <laughs> And you can text into the show. Uh, at, after you text that in, you've opted in, and you can join the conversation. We will read your text on air. Uh, it's a good time. We will talk about Pac-12 football. Uh, again, we'll come back to that at 4. Excuse me. At uh, we'll, we'll talk about that next. We'll talk Pac-12 football, high school football, college football, NFL football. What is happening at, at each level? Which ones are most likely? I'll explain why. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious that NFL is the most likely to happen, and the other ones, college and high school, are, are the least likely. We'll explain that next. We've got Eric Sondheimer coming up at 4 o'clock. We've got stock up, stock down. we got the spice rack, a fully loaded show. For you. It is 3.43 on your Sunday, and this is Sports Sunday on 101.5 KOCI. Hotline Roofing. For all your roofing, siding, and decking needs, Hotline has been covering the coast and beyond since 1980 and a proud sponsor of KOCI since 2014. You can call Bobby at Hotline Roofing at 949-689-8459. 689-8459. Thank you. Yotronic Services and Repairs, all brands of Apple and Windows computers and cell phones. Only 15 to 20 minutes to repair any broken iPhone screen. Water damage, battery problems, sound issues, virus removal, slow computers, software install, and data recovery. Home or business, and the best part is they're right here at 17th and Irvine in Costa Mesa next to the 7-Eleven on Irvine Avenue between L's Pizza and Ruby's Sandwiches. Open seven days a week, 949-791-7206. The Real Estate Radio Show is right here every Saturday at 8 a.m. Find out everything you need to know regarding a mortgage in this current economic climate. Join Mike and Casey of SunWest Mortgage as they explain what's available to you regarding your mortgage situation. You can also call in and ask questions. The Real Estate Radio Show every Saturday at 8 a.m. right here on 101.5 KOCI.
This is Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford on 101.5 KOCI. Welcome back into Sports Sunday 345. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. I can hear it. Oh, yeah, you can't hear it right I, I now. Can't, I can't hear it, so I, I don't know. Chris you guys, can hear it. Chris, you guys, yeah, you guys just head bob, and I'm just sitting here unbuttoning my shirt because it's so dang hot in so, here without my headphones. When we're talking about L.A. as a sports region, Chris, I really liked your point. You brought up with Sprague, which I didn't even think about, is the championships. We have had, winning culture. I mean, we've had some historically great teams here. I didn't really understand like what his point. Those are things. What? What do you mean? You can and can't control. I. I, I didn't really. <laughs> I understand that, but because I can't. I, I can't control who the Dodgers sign. Right. But they still. It's yeah. for, I mean, at that point, it's like, yeah, LeBron James is the most genetically gifted uh, pro right. basketball player of all time, but he couldn't control that, so he's well, not like, the right, goat. Right. I think we're failing to see like attendance fuels the salaries of these players. Yeah. Um. I saw something about the MLB. Because they don't have fans in the stands this year, they're losing about a half a million each game because there's no fans in the stands. So there you go. When the Dodgers fill their stadium every game, that's fueling their team. Right. Well, to Sprague's point, I think what he's trying to say is our fans in SoCal, which is largely true, they don't show it show up season in, season out if the teams suck like you see in Philly or New York or right. Boston. Right. But I think there's two point parts about that. One, I think that, that is sort of an East Coast myth. Like, Mets, Mets games are not well attended when the team is right. bad. Met, yeah, they are. You know, like, right. Knicks games are not well attended because right. the team is terrible. Right. So I think that's a little bit of an East Coast myth. And then second of all, uh, I think that I'll, I'll say, I mean, traffic is an issue, but more so we have so much to do down here in SoCal. We have such an oversaturated market in terms of not just sports but entertainment. Yeah. Whether that's entertainment like going out and doing stuff going to the going to the club going shopping right. going to dinner going to sports theaters. games theaters but also the beach the, beach. the mountains yeah. hiking party like it's just we have so much i'm sorry, sorry philly like you can't right. coney island new york is not malibu right okay like yes. you know like we are very blessed he's right we stumbled into this right we're all very blessed right. to have been born i didn't here. control that that being said I can't think of a better region to watch sports. And, and as we were talking about during the break, the venues. Yeah. We've got great venues. If you just want to talk about college football, the Rose Bowl and Coliseum are two of the most historic, beautiful venues right. in the sport. Right. Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium, Chavez Ravine, classic. Angel Stadium, while not a, while not a hollowed hall or cathedral, it's a very great fan fan-positive experience. Well, Chris, I was laughing during the break. You said Angel Stadium. And I love Angel Stadium, but I do think like it doesn't – Outside of our little bubble, yes. people don't care about Angel it, Stadium. Correct. It is a top five oldest stadium in baseball. Yeah, it's from, I think it's from the 60s. It's, yeah, 60s, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm a little glad that we got out of that entire conversation without mentioning the Rams or the Chargers, particularly <laughs> the Chargers. That is a bullet to be dodged, uh, yeah. And I was just thinking in my head, do you think we'd ever get a movie? Because there's, what, Fever Pitch was originally a soccer movie, but then they made it about the Red Sox. Um, and then like, Silver Linings Playbook was about the Eagles. Yes. That was heavily featured. Do you think we'll ever have a movie featured with an LA team featured I'm trying to think in, in, in any like facet I mean it was kind of in the sandlot because Benny played on the Dodgers later and then yeah I mean that's Angels in the outfield but yeah that's true Angels in the outfield is not a top but, five sports movie <laughs> no and, and that was a Disney that's because Disney owned the team at the time that's right um that, but, that but, but I'm just goal. saying in a sense of a, a team locally being the, the plot of the film kind of being centered around or the team playing a role you know, if you've seen Silver Linings play, I, I think I think the Lakers would actually be the leader in that clubhouse. Yeah. I think be, just because as I think about local teams in, in movies, and I feel like 
in Entourage, they'd always go to Lakers ga- like going to Lakers games right. is a thing. It's like more I think of all of the sporting events to attend in LA, going to a oh, Lakers game court is the, at a, at a is Lakers game is the thing. Yeah. It's the most yes. thing. That, is, of the that is an LA thing to do. Yes. I just don't yeah, I'm just thinking like would Bradley Cooper has have hit as hard? Would that movie have hit as hard if he was wearing a Todd Gurley jersey or something like that? Or like, no, I mean... Like an Aaron Donald jersey instead of uh, whoever jersey he's wearing. I'm really glad, to your point, Brooks, that the, the Rams and Chargers didn't get brought up. Because when you want to talk about anemic fan bases, I mean, just... We don't... People in SoCal, that's... We care the least about those teams, I Probably. Think. probably. I mean, I'm, I'm, we don't. We yeah. don't. I'm a Chargers season ticket holder. R.I.P. <laughs> but, uh... Funny time to buy season tickets. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking back. It was early quarantine, and I was optimistic. But, uh... Oh, well, that's good. Anyway. Uh, okay. We, we, we will constantly revisit and defend SoCal as a sports region on oh, this yeah. show. Oh, yeah. And we'll come back. We're going to come back to Pac-12 football, college football, high school football. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But coming up next, we do it every week at this time. What are you buying? What are you selling? It's time for Stock Up, Stock Down. Change the format a little bit, and I want to talk wings. So we will do that next on Sports Sunday at 101.5 KOCI. Eric Sonheimer coming up just after 4 o'clock. Don't touch that dial. Hotline Roofing. For all your roofing, siding, and decking needs, Hotline has been covering the coast and beyond since 1980 and a proud sponsor of KOCI since 2014. You can call Bobby at Hotline Roofing at 949-689-8459. 689-8459. Thank you. Camara Crampton Family Law has decades of experience and provides strong representation by top-notch litigators known for their courtroom skills. In a divorce, you need to be empowered when your highest priorities are at risk, your family, your children, home, and finances. The best divorce lawyers are at Camara Crampton Family Law, 949-234-8280. Don't let your world crumble around you. Having the right attorneys makes a difference. Appointments online at divorce.legal, not .com, not .net. It's divorce.legal. The Newport Harbor High School Alumni Association is dedicated to bringing our Sailor family together. We're proud to record our school's rich history and our Hall of Fame. And to reach towards the future with our scholarship program, which has given $44,000 to deserving students over the past four years. We know we'll see greater need in 2021, so join our mission and be part of the fun. Find us online at newportharboralumni.org and on Facebook and Instagram at Newport Harbor Alumni. And as always... Go Sailors! What are you buying? What are you selling? It's time for Stock Up, Stock Down with Sports Sunday on KOCI. Welcome back in to Sports Sunday. It is 3.52. Eric Sonheimer, the LA Times, going to join us to talk high school football. All you Newport Harbor, CDM, Sunset League parents going to want to stay tuned in for that one. But it's time for Stock Up, Stock Down. What are we buying? What are we selling in the world of sports or beyond? Uh, What do you guys got? Uh, Breaking, not breaking. Breaking news. (laughs) I can't hear the sound, so. You know what? I'm not even going to play it. I was just refreshing my Twitter feed as I usually do during the show to make sure there's no news. But it appears that the uh, A's and the Oakland A's and the Astros have gotten into a benches clearing brawl up there in uh, Oakland today. It looks like uh, the A's are beating them, and then the A's threw at a batter, and then it cut away, and they're already in each other's dugouts. So I love it. uh, That's great. I'm I'm buying. I'm buying baseball fights. As a Dodger fan. I love to see it. I'm, I'm buying baseball fights because baseball fights are awesome, especially when the bullpen's empty. That's the best part. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Fighting right now is the good thing to do because we're all trying to, you know, distance and COVID. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I'm not going to take that stance. Yeah, I gonna, like it. Yeah, I like right. it. Yeah, go, and go. You know, if Joe Kelly got an eight-game suspension oh, for yeah. whatever he did, Let's, I don't even want to know what's going to happen yeah. with these players. I, I, right I, now. That's a great point, Chris. I, who I'm trying to see who it was. Uh, the A's are rolling right Castellanos now. Castellanos was probably one of their rookie bullpen pitchers. Yeah. But I just want to see. That's a great interest to see what the precedent you know, looks like. These are two AOS teams, so the Angels yeah. are like, hey, these I, these guys are going to get suspended. A- Angels we'll are take getting it. Cr- yeah. lost to the Rangers today. Yeah, but I mean, so I'm looking start. at this fight, and it started with the Astros beating the A's yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. What I'm saying. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I wasn't the other way around. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they're fully brawling. They're just oh, not, yeah. The Astros are just cold right now. Yeah. I they mean, just can't get it right. Yeah, the Ast- like, you look at their hitting numbers, they're yeah. all way down. Everyone yeah. hates them. Huh. They Wonder didn't why. get punished. It's like who who's rooting for the Astros now? I don't know. No, they are the villains of all sports. They cheated. They never got yeah. what was yeah. coming to them. And like we said, it's almost as if baseball is actively trying to hurt their stock with fans because they didn't do anything to punish them. So everyone else is. Yeah. I love it. Uh, and one, can I can I say, ask one buying? Blah, I'm gonna get all over myself here. Uh, one more thing I want to buy. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, accidentally liking things or watching things on the internet. Oh, because the uh... so 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 the, <laughs> so over the on Friday a pretty uh, it's 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 adult I would say a music video was released by musical artists uh, music, uh, rappers Cardi B and Megan The Stallion, and it's it's pretty it's a you know. Wow. Well, you is don't, the song, right? Can't, I don't think we can say, we what, can't it stands, say the what that stands for, uh, but a, a con- WAP, you US, fill in the yeah, blanks. U.S. House uh, candidate at California 33, which is my district that I live in. Oh, nice. He tweeted, Cardi B and Megan The Stallion are what happens when children are raised without God and without a strong father figure. Their new song, The WAP, which I heard accidentally, made me want to pour holy water in my ears, and I feel sorry for future girls if this is their role model. How do you accidentally watch a 4 minute and 13 second video or song? You, you don't accidentally do that. So that's the first thing that did. Then today, Kevin Durant, Kevin, right? Kevin Durant again today. Uh, I some some random person tweeted at Kevin Durant, "Why are you such a weirdo? You are too wealthy for this. You literally went and followed my girl, and that's why she blocked you, weirdo." I guess. Uh, and then Kevin Durant replied, "My bad. I accidentally pressed follow and liked all her pics. My phone is tripping." <laughs> so like, obviously he's just trying to like you know listen steal this guy's girl. And if you're Kevin Durant, I I. I don't all right sorry for this guy like if Kevin Durant's coming for your girl that's no I mean as a my ex-girlfriend her her hall pass her yeah, celebrity right. hall pass was KD you're right and if he swooped in and started liking all her stuff I'm in so, trouble man yeah so uh, but I had also agreed to let them you know sleep together uh, without consequence that's what the hall pass means there right? you go I guess uh, I mean actually I don't know if I agreed to that <laughs> so that's I'm I'm buying uh, ac- using that as an excuse here in the next uh, accident accidentally liking and watching things text into the show text KOCI K-O-C-I to 21,000 Let us know what you think about these. you got to opt in. you got to text K-O-C-I to 21,000. And then from there on out, you can text into the show. Yeah. Interact with us. We'll text back. We'll read your text on air. It's, uh, it's a great new feature we're debuting. Text K-O-C-I to 21,000 and then send your text after that. No, as a guy who's gotten in trouble... Uh, in the past for sliding into DMs maybe when he shouldn't or liking or following girls on Instagram when he shouldn't. Yeah. It's never on accident. It's yeah, never it, on it, accident. Exactly. I mean, it's Ted, never Ted, on accident. Ted, Ted Cruz, what was it, two, three years ago, he accidentally liked a, accidentally liked a porn tweet or something never, like that. I've never yeah. accidentally liked a porn tweet unless I was looking at <laughs> Okay, yes, you know what? Maybe I've accidentally liked a porn tweet. But I was looking at porn <laughs> tweets. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like I, I went to that section of Twitter. Don't don't like it and then ask act how did that get there? You know? You're not on a girl's Instagram. You don't accidentally follow someone unless you're already creeping on her page. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and that's this, how that mistake happens. To this right wing 
conservative senator or, or congressman congressional said candidate. He, he accidentally listened to this new song yeah. that everyone's saying is, oh, there's this hypersexualized music video that's all, you know, that's NC-17. Have, have, you, have you seen that, Chris? I, I don't want to see it. <laughs> Why? Why? I don't know. From, from, what he's, from what he said, I mean, he, if you want to support Holy Water, like, what do you say, down his ear? Uh, in his ear. That, oh, I mean, to me, is... in fact, I would say that Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion's marketing teams are so good, they have Republican senators tweeting about them. Yeah. Which therefore is like, well, this is pretty bad. This guy wants to pour holy water in his ear. I better go watch that yeah, video. Do you guys have a kid, though, too? Who? Cardi B. Probably. I don't know. Or I no, love Cardi B. Or no, that was Nicki Minaj. Was I love Minaj. Cardi B. Yeah, yeah. Of those three, I'd say out of Nicki... Meg and Cardi, I'm a, I'm Cardi number one. Yeah, probably. I think. I mean, in terms of her music, in terms of music, I mean, no, no, just in terms of music, and just in terms. I'm serious. I'm serious. I, I, I'm not familiar music. enough with any of their discography to fully. I'm pretty familiar opinion, with Meg. I think Cardi B. Yeah, I'm not super familiar with Meg The Stallion, 29 year old white guy dating. <laughs> Uh, tune in. Tune in next week for our weekly uh, for <laughs> our, our weekly, weekly music for our music music. No, let me show. just yeah, just to say it one more time. As an individual who has been asked, why are you following this person on Instagram? Well, it's <laughs> never on accident. Yeah, and you just gotta own it. You just gotta own it. Yeah, because it's never on accident. It yeah. Never has been. Okay, yeah. stock up, stock down. I had uh, some really amazing fried chicken yesterday. Some chicken wings, Korean fried chicken. The different kind of KFC. Ooh. It's amazing over at Diamond Jamboree Shopping Center in Irvine. I wish this was that's an endorsement. Your, that's your spot. Uh, that's my spot. It's some of the best collection of Asian food restaurants in yeah, uh, that's Orange a, County. That's a great strip. I mean, we we talk about power ranking strip malls and like oh, little a, little insane. centers, and that that is a it's insane. That's a top five local center. It's for sure. insane. Yeah, just right on Jamboree and Alton. But I had a really amazing. We got a big assortment of wings. Some were boneless. Some were bone in. Okay. Some were drumsticks. Some were flats. Stock. What are you buying stock in? Boneless or bone-in wings? Look, without the bone, you could have no regard for anything and just chow down. I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong with boneless. It's more of a chicken nugget in that sense. It's just fine. I mean, they both taste the same, but there's something about having a wing and eating a wing in your hand. That's part of the novelty of oh, how good do some wings sound? Just like I want to get greasy. I want to get some stuff on my on my on my. I want to work for I wanna, it. I want my hands to you know be dirty for a little bit. I'm, I, I think I just in if if they don't have bone if they only have boneless fine I'll still eat them because wings are awesome but I would prefer bone bone in flats okay so yeah flats that's my are, next flats question. are my I'm what are you buying guy. stock in flats or drumsticks or drumsticks I'm a flats guy for sure flats really yeah. oh I'm yeah. a big drumstick guy really drumsticks give you more meat but just I love a drumstick I I I I find that drumsticks don't always have more meat they can get a little they can get a little more chewier uh, I don't know I, I find myself more content eating flats really I just the flat isn't the juice it's too much work the juice isn't worth the squeeze for me on the flat I like to pick up the drumstick I do it's tough on the boneless bone in I agree with you Brooks it, they are just chicken tenders at that point right but I love chicken tenders right. I love chicken strips a boneless lemon pepper wing from Wingstop Damian Lillard's favorite by the way to bring it full circle that yeah. is one of my favorite things okay Damn, I'm hungry now. Yeah, so, I, 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 I ate right before the show, and I'm really uh, glad that I did. I did not eat that much. I'm starving. Uh, okay, so I yeah, I think I go, I go drumstick bone in. That's my, that's what I'm buying. It's a good take. That's it's what I'm take. investing. For me, okay, my stock down. Speaking of chickens, commissioners, I am going to stock down on these fines for tampering, for throwing out players, for Ooh. embezzlement, whatever. I don't like these commissioners are out of control with Adam Silver and the Draymond Green stuff. $50,000 for saying D-Book should go to a different well, team. He, here's, here's, here's what Draymond had to say. 
It's great to see Book playing well and Phoenix playing well, but get my man out of Phoenix. It's, it's not good for him. It's not good for his career. Sorry, Chuck, but uh, wow. Book, they got to get Book out of Phoenix. I need my man to go somewhere where he can play great basketball all the time and win because he's that type of player. Are you tampering? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and look, Draymond's kind of stupid for saying maybe right there. Kinda maybe stupid. you got to... You got to shrug that off a little bit. But what is this? $50,000. Everyone's saying this right now. Everyone knows D-Book is wasting his time in Phoenix. So I don't get why if players say it or maybe Magic Johnson says something and he has to pay a $50,000 fine. I just see that as outrageous. Yeah, it's just weird because everyone has opinion. Everyone's allowed to have an opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just interesting from a programming standpoint that they want to get they get current players on that show and they're going to say stuff. So, I, I mean, I feel like Draymond almost knows, he knows the risk when you're going on a show like that. He There's a potential that he, you know, Draymond, this is not the first time Draymond said something stupid or irritable. So it's, I don't Dr- know. Draymond Green always knows what he's doing. He's the biggest and best troll in the NBA. Yeah. Everyone hates him unless he's on your team. Similar to Patrick Beverly. Right. I love Draymond Green, except for when my team's playing him, then I absolutely hate him. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't care about the fine. No, that's what's $50,000 to him. A house, a car payment, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably a car payment. All right, coming up next, Eric Sonheimer from the LA Times. He's been covering. We get a lot of longtime uh, high school sports reporters on this show. He's been covering high school athletics legitimately since 1977. He joins us next to talk about the state of high school football, high school sports in SoCal. We will talk to Eric Sonheimer next on 101.5 KOCI. You're listening to 1015 KOCI LPFM, Newport Beach, Costa Mesa, serving all of Orange County. Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford on 101.5 KOCI. Welcome back in to Sports Sunday. Alex Crawford, Brooks Clark, Chris Babona here with you. Joined now on the phone lines from the LA Times, Eric Sonheimer, one of our only uh, two-time guests here on the show. You're actually, Eric, our very first guest we ever had on this show. So thanks for making some time uh, on your Sunday. The world is in a much different place than it was when you first came on. Thanks for making some time on your Sunday to join us. Yes, uh, the news is, is going fast and furious today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We just saw – well, Brooks, why don't you uh, read it? What did you just see from, from Pat Forty that was just breaking? Uh, stand by. Just close out that window. I got a uh, – Pat Forty, who is a uh, leading college football writer uh, for Sports Illustrated, tweets, uh, nationwide conference meetings this week are expected to result in the postponement of the 2020 college football season and all fall sports. So uh, that is just now breaking. That's a lot. But uh, anyway, that's, that's the news right now. Yeah, that's going to have a big impact on high school football recruiting because they're expected to move the college season to the spring, and there's a bunch of really good high school seniors ready to graduate in January, and this will cause them to to evaluate where things stand. If they think they have a chance to play, then it should be a no-brainer. Just continue on the plan to go help, and you'll play and you'll be a part of a team playing this spring immediately. But if you don't want to start your college career immediately, 
then it might make a, a situation where perhaps you want to stay for the whole year. But I think most of them are going to want to get going, and it's going to be quite interesting. They'll be joining the college season immediately. So, so, so you're saying that a, a player that would normally join a, a high school senior that would normally join the their team in January and like graduate high school early, if you will, or arrive early on campus, they would be able to they'd be eligible to play right away in the spring. Right, the team that wow. would be playing uh, if the college season moves to. January or February, and the kid graduates, he joins the team immediately. He would be part of the, the class of 221, but his college eligibility would start. So, And a roster spots, starts, roster spots are expected to open up because you'll have juniors and seniors in college who want to be professional players, not risk playing. Uh, they want to prepare for the pros, like Trevor Lawrence of Clemson. There's no way he's going to be playing next year. If this thing moves to the spring, he's going to be the first pick in the NFL draft. Why would you risk that? So that's an example of, of what's going to happen. You have a bunch of really good players who probably will pull out, and then you'll have some incoming freshmen like Foreman out of uh, Corona Centennial, defensive lineman. I'm sure he, he's already said he's graduating in January and moving on, and he could come on and maybe help USC if he picks them at defensive line. So you have all these scenarios. And high school teams are already preparing to not have several quarterbacks play for them. So there's a couple of decisions that could go either way. Yeah, and I was looking at your Twitter here talking about DJ Uyunglele potentially uh, starting this spring at Clemson. Wouldn't that be uh, fascinating to watch? Yeah. Yeah, it would be pretty amazing if him and Bryce Young from modern day end up being starting quarterbacks at Alabama and Clemson. So. It's anything but he's to guess. This haven't, they haven't finalized it, but it would make perfectly a uh, smart move. They're being like the CIF. The CIF decided to cancel the season and, and wait to see on beyond January, and if all five of, of the Power Five decide, they'll have more time to figure out a schedule after January and maybe even get fans to come into the stadium because there's a lot of schools that right now are going to face deficits in their budgets, and if they can get fans early next year, uh, which is a possibility that would really help everyone out. Yeah, I, uh, that, that, yeah, I totally get it. Uh, a big, so what was it two or three weeks ago that the decision was made for CIF to postpone to the spring, uh, for, for the fall sports as it, it seemed to be pretty well received. Everyone was in agreement. Eric, have you heard any really dissent on that opinion? Has there anyone that's been vocally either like a coach or a, uh, someone on a, you know, alumni or a, like a, team foundation somewhere that anyone was anyone pretty anti uh moving the season or is it all reviewed and believed to be pretty general uh no, generally I think everybody was supportive there was some complaints about which sports got changed uh for example boys volleyball got moved up to play with the girls in december the, some of the boys coaches were unhappy with that uh and the girls coaches are, are a little concerned because it's going to be straight in the middle of club season so several players will have to decide whether to play high school and cl- uh, club at the same time and how that's going to be uh, to try and make sure they don't get burned out. But everybody understood that there was no other options. The state has said that everybody has to start with online classes, so you really can't have a season going when nobody's in school. I still believe that soon uh, uh, the, most of the private schools are going to open with, with, uh, with uh, students down the road because I think things are, are slowly getting better. I don't know about the public schools like LA Unified. I think they're a long ways off. They want testing and tracing before anybody comes back. And 
so far Congress has, has no idea of of sending out any extra money to the schools or the states. And so I think that's going to be a big obstacle to getting the public schools back. But I don't think, I still think that you could have a season, even if you're not attending classes. I know the private schools will be ready to do it, but we'll see if the public. So it's still up in the air. We have a schedule, but that's no guarantee we're going to have a season. you got to have the, the openings of the schools first. Eric, you voiced your concerns earlier about how scholarship, where scholarships might come from. Now that we kind of have a good idea that high school graduates in January might take that leap to college, do you have any idea how that might work now? Well, teams that have supposedly planned it out, they have these scholarships available. They're going to come in January. They're part of the class of 221. The question I would have is, though, where would they put them on the roster? Because some teams are full on the roster. I'm sure they could create roster spots. Uh, if they come uh, and they're still playing in the middle of the season, that's where I think where it'll be interesting. But like I said, I, I think there will be some programs where players will decline to, to play, whether for health, safety reasons, or for, for preparation for the NFL. Uh, you, you, we already saw that happening a couple years ago with, with bowl games that people were pulling out rather than playing a bowl game. And I, I just concede that people will be pulling out knowing that they're really good and that they don't want to get injured for the NFL. So I think that will create spots for the rosters, but it might help teams that have no NFL players. They'll get to keep all their players and be better. Eric, I don't know. This is all uncharted territory if it happens, and I think it's likely to happen. Uh, maybe the Ivy League got it right. They did this well before anybody else. That's the reason why they're the Ivy League. They're a little smarter than everybody. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Eric Sonheimer from the LA Times joining us here on Sports Sunday. Now, Eric, it's maybe foolish of me to ask you to make a prediction, but I've talked to some parents here locally, parents of kids at Newport Harbor or Corona Del Mar High School, uh, that said they don't even think that there's going to be a season for for high school football in in CIF. And uh, that's, you know, we saw locally here at Newport Harbor, senior quarterback Cole Levin uh, transferred out to Brighton High School in Cottonwood Heights, Utah. I'm just curious if you had to give a percentage, and if, if you don't feel comfortable doing this, it's fine, but if you had to give a percentage of, of whether or not you think there will be a high school football season in January, what would you give it? I still think there's going to be a season at some point. I don't know if it's in January. They can always postpone to February because the key is they have to play league games. If they play league games, then they can have playoffs. So I, I could see them starting delaying it and getting rid of the non-league games that uh, they would have like five weeks. Right now it's a 10-week regular season. I could see them delaying uh, until they get to the league games if they need that because of the environment. But it, it's hard to make a prediction. You have to be certain on what the environment's going to be like. Are the coronavirus cases going down? Are, is the hospitalization going down? It's, it's all going to be a safety issue. You have to get state and local health improved. I mean, right now there's there's some hope. that The state has given schools and youth programs the, the green light to begin official kit conditioning for the first time. So mo- many schools and teams are going to start working out as long as there's physical distancing, and that's, that's a big plus. They've never really given that approval, according to the loyal athletic trainer who I talked to, even though schools were, were working out. It, it really was never official. It is official now, and so if the principal at that particular school gives the okay to the coaches, they can start working with their kids. Is, is, is there any talk amongst, would any athlete, for, for the 
using college football as an example here, the incoming class would be the 20, of the, the kids that would be playing as seniors this fall, class of 2021. Is there any consideration, are any kids, would this even be allowed for some of those young, like the sophomores and juniors currently who typically this is their breakout year, you know, this is the year that they would get start getting noticed from coaches to get scholarship offers. Would anyone be able to reclassify or play an additional year of football uh, or whatever sport they play, or are they just kind of out of luck at the moment? Uh, what I'm hearing is people are holding back the incoming freshman class or some parents who are, who are holding their kids back repeating the eighth grade. That's where I can see some holding back. Wow. But the CIF is not going to allow people to, to red shirts. Uh, right. One thing, it's still based on age. If you don't turn, you can't turn 19 before, I think it's uh, June 1st of your senior, just June 1st of your athletic season. Okay. Otherwise, you're ineligible. But th- that's the only thing that I can see. What's going to be interesting is because the football season is not scheduled to start in January, you're going to see a bunch of freshmen playing varsity because they will have had several months to prepare, to grow. They really won't be freshmen, and that could affect – some parents are going to be very upset. You waited this long for your senior year, and there's a freshman ahead of you. Right. And I can see some, some problems in that, and I hope the coaches understand that maybe some of those seniors deserve at least a shot to get on the field. They, they, they work out so hard. And it wasn't their fault that the coronavirus is delayed things. So that's going to be a little touchy issue down the road, uh, especially like a quarterback. I can see several schools willing to start some really good freshman quarterbacks because they're going to have like three months to prepare them, and they're going to be ready to go. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, I guess assuming that we're able to get out of this pandemic era within the next year or so, Freshmen that are potentially getting moved up and more this this could in some ways benefit uh, the fourteen year old to fifteen year old kind of age range of mm-hmm. high school athletes. Right, they're gonna. That's gonna be the un. That's gonna be the little dirty little secret happening here. You watch because there could be no lower level programs or fewer lower level programs because already there's going to be difficulty with facilities and other things. So. They might combine teams, freshmen and JVs, and, and the varsity, uh, good varsity programs like Modern Day and Bosco are going to give a lot of freshmen a chance to work out with the varsity for the next three months and see who can go up there and maybe play or start, and the rest will probably stay on freshman ball. But freshmen kind of grow in those three months, so you're going to have some interesting little situations yeah. coming. And like I said, it's going to be a sensitive issue if I'm a senior parent and and it's senior year and a freshman is starting ahead of my senior, what what is the coach going to say? Well, he's going to say, well, the best person earned it, but that's going to be touchy. Yeah, I want to switch gears with you here, Eric. Minutes before you came on the show, we see the Astros and the A's get into it, and we see a hitting coach have a fight with a player from the A's. What are your thoughts on that initially? Yeah, well, the Astros, uh, nobody likes the Astros at this point. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Remember the last time they left their bench, uh, the Dodgers got into trouble and there was a little fine. They're in trouble because this is the second one involving them, and I, I think the fines will finally actually go against them because people have been warned not to leave the bench. Right. Obviously, if this was high school, everybody who left the bench would not be able to play the next game. And so I think with the... MLB, they're just going to find people left and right. 
That'll be interesting. I, probably the manager's the one who's going to get it, Dusty Baker. I'm, I'm curious to see what, you know, the big outrage over Joe Kelly getting eight games, or was it nine games? Right. Yeah, but I uh, wonder, what, wonder what the precedent's going to look like here if, if a bunch of Astros and A's are going to get suspended or maybe not. Yeah, I probably, guess they probably didn't not. learn their lesson here, uh, but it's happening, and, and we'll see how this is going to uh, turn out. I already saw that the Cleveland Indians got mad at somebody who went out with friends and suspended that player. Uh, so the, this is a very sensitive time for everybody, and I hope everybody's united because sports is really fun to watch TV again. Oh, yeah. You get to stay home and, and watch baseball and basketball and hockey and horse racing. I mean, it's, it's a little bit like the old days. Yeah, my goodness, I watched so much basketball yesterday afternoon. That's all I wanted to do. Uh, it was it was great. Great to have sports back. Eric Sonheimer from the L.A. Times. Eric, thanks again for joining us. We'll uh, We'll talk to you again, hopefully, when we are closer to an actual high school athletic season of some kind. Yep. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks Eric. Eric. Thank you. Absolutely. Eric Sonheimer joining us there. Yeah, he knows, just like we had Steve Fryer on, what, two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys, Fryer for OC and Sondheimer for L.A. and for all of SoCal, those guys just, yeah. they, they, they have their finger. They've been doing it for so long. Firmly on the pulse. He's, he's got he's got sources who are pres, uh, principals of high schools up and down the uh, CIF Southern section and city section. So, wow, okay, let's, we've got a lot. we got news breaking on the show, which is, I feel like, rare on a Sunday afternoon. We yeah. don't usually get the breaking yeah. news. But the report, as Brooks said there during that interview, coming out of Pat Forty, who is a great college football writer for Sports Illustrated, predicting, reporting that we will not have a college football well, season this fall. He's not reporting that we will not. He's, he's reporting on meetings happening this week that will likely result in the cancellation. We'll discuss that next. College football, high school football, all the football for you here on Sports Sunday on 101.5 KOCI. Hotline Roofing. For all your roofing, siding, and decking needs, Hotline has been covering the coast and beyond since 1980 and a proud sponsor of KOCI since 2014. You can call Bobby at Hotline Roofing at 949-689-8459. 689-8459. Thank you. The Newport Harbor High School Alumni Association is dedicated to bringing our sailor family together. We're proud to record our school's rich history and our Hall of Fame and to reach towards the future with our scholarship program, which has given $44,000 to deserving students over the past four years. We know we'll see greater need in 2021, so join our mission and be part of the fun. Find us online at newportharboralumni.org and on Facebook and Instagram at Newport Harbor Alumni. And as always, go Sailors! At Fitzgerald's Auto Care Center, they speak hybrid when it comes to a Toyota Prius or other hybrids. There are several reasons for that triangle of death to light up on the dashboard that aren't terminal. Fitzgerald's has extensive experience with the various minor hybrid repairs, up through transmissions and inverter replacement and even economical hybrid battery replacements. Fitzgerald's Auto Care Center on Placentia and Costa Mesa, 949-548-8877. That's 949-548-8877. And on the web, FitzAutoCare.com. Hi, I'm Toby from High Time Wine Cellars in beautiful Costa Mesa, California. High Time is about more than just wine. We also have hundreds and hundreds of incredible whiskeys from around the world. We're online at HighTimeWine.net, located behind Staples on 17th Street in Costa Mesa. And remember, at High Time, we don't judge, we enable.
You're listening to Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford on 101.5 KOCI. Welcome back into Sports Sunday 420 on your Sunday afternoon. Eric Sonheimer joining us there. We had Brandon Sprague on. All of those are available on our podcast page. Search uh, Alex Crawford, excuse me, search Sports Sunday Alex Crawford on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and we will get you uh, your podcast up. Interviews, full show, whatever, whatever. Not only should you listen, you should subscribe. You can follow along with the show there. And we do have a text line. Uh, no one is using it. I know that maybe I should lie and say, well, it's popping off. All these people are texting in. They're not. Uh, I don't know if it's, you know, I, I would I would, I would, would wager that our listenership has gone down a bit in the last two months, just given that the weather is great and it's summer. And there's sports on again. Sports are on, but also I just think people are, I think from February until about early June, we had our peak listenership. And I would guess yeah. now until about September, I mean... People are doing stuff on their Sunday afternoon. Yeah, People are right. barbecuing. They're on their boat. Right. They're at the beach. Right. They're watching sports. They're with right. their wife. They're with their girlfriend. We'll have to ask Brent because he gets <laughs> the numbers in every month, I think. So, or, or I mean, I, I think women listen to our show or their husbands. Or their husbands. Rest. Yeah, they're with their boyfriend. Yeah, no, I hope we have. I hope we have women. Speaking women of listeners. women, I was watching the Sparks play. Sydney Reese drained a three. A half, and it was yeah. She got she was, she was they, they had some injuries, but she was getting a lot of PT. She had some minutes, yeah. She was in in the crunch time. She was in there. Good, good for uh, her. I, yeah, that's great. Yeah, Sparks lost. I watched that game too. I made sure. I literally made a post Friday night. Is that what you're talking about? Friday no, night. No, today. Oh, today. Oh, today. Yeah. Okay. Before the show. Dang. I know. They, I didn't know they played this morning. They know they were playing. They yeah. played Minnesota, I think. The Lynx. Ah, yeah. I watched a little bit of uh, uh, Friday Friday night's game. Sydney was also getting in, uh, getting some PT. She made a, not a great defensive play, but she did drain a couple threes. I think so. Fan of the show, friend of the show. Yeah, Sydney Weeks. It's, it's, it's nice to see uh, KOCI. Friends and family doing, yeah. uh, doing well at their professional level. Uh, so, college I know we want to talk about college football. Yeah, yeah, that seems to be the biggest yes, thing. Yes, Tre- Trevor Lawrence, who is, I'd say, the fa- was the favorite, is the favorite to win the Heisman this year, probably the number one draft pick overall next year, quarterback Clemson. He tweeted out, and, and this is in response to all the news starting to circulate. Yeah, this he is said, the, the, report, the report, if you haven't heard it, Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated saying that the Power Five Conference is going to meet this week. He's reporting it's assumed that the outcome will be pushing college football till spring. Yes. So Trevor Lawrence tweets, uh, he tweeted 12 minutes ago, people are just as much at, people are at just as much, if not more risk, if we don't play. Players will all be sent home to their own communities where social distancing is highly unlikely and medical care and expenses will be placed on families if they were to contract COVID-19. Not to mention the players coming from the situations that are not good for them, their future, and having to go back to that. Football is a safe haven for so many people we are more likely to get the virus in everyday life than playing football. Having a season also incentivizes players being safe and taking all of the right precautions to avoid contracting COVID because the season teammates' safety is on the line. Without the season, as we've seen already, people will not social distance or wear masks and take proper precautions. So, so, well, so he's saying we want to, like, right. we need to have so, football is what he's this, saying. This was going to tie in uh, before this report even really started coming out this morning. There, we, we'd been all last week. We talked about the Pac-12. They released their statement about what they wanted as far as safety and maybe additional demands on the monetary side, name, image, and likeness. Most, most importantly, um, and then the Big Ten players followed suit. They did something else. I think later last week. This is. I feel like Trevor Lawrence is the first player that's being vocal about wanting to play. Yeah, like, everyone. It seems that everyone does want to play, but Trevor is going very far outside of his comfort zone, I would say. He does not have to be tweeting all this stuff to say, no, there's a lot of us that still want to play. And his, not that his opinion matters at all, but... I mean, I, 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 
because I think he's the heir to the most influential college player. I think Joe Burrow was that, and now I think Trevor Lawrence is the most influential college player, his, the single entity. So him saying, and he made some pretty good points. So I think he definitely has some swaying power in that sense. But yes, but I. You know, at the end of the day, it's the schools and commissioners of these conferences are going to have to make these tough decisions. And he's just another player. He's not. He's not an employee because he's not getting paid. Yeah. I so mean, yeah. I think if we're talking about you know LeBron in the NBA or you know whoever in each sport that has the most sway, yeah, maybe Trevor Lawrence has the most in college football, but it, it pales in comparison to the influence mm-hmm. in college football. Their their strength is going to be in numbers in solidarity. Right. But I am actually surprised to hear Trevor Lawrence advocating for playing when he doesn't need to play to be a top five draft right. pick in the NFL. He, he's and one of the get guys. Money. He's one of the guys that we've talked about. He doesn't need to play this season. That's why. He was saying DJ Uyunglele. Yeah, thank you for pronouncing that. Former St. John Bosco quarterback. Yeah, yeah, local Southern California kid. He's the heir apparent at Clemson. Trevor Lawrence, in theory, never ever played another snap of football. DJ would take the realms, take the helm if college football happens in the spring over there. And Trevor Lawrence is going to still, regardless, walk away as the number one draft pick and get a fat, fat check. But I think that's a green flag if you're an NFL team and you see this guy who's going to be the number one overall pick and he wants to play. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah, I'm, but. <laughs> Yes and no. I think people had he tweeted this or not. I think people had already decided that he that's he's the guy that's probably going to go first overall. Well, I think I think the bigger picture here is as we were going to discuss on this show. We were talking about high school football mm-hmm. at the very least pushed till January, maybe later, as Eric Sondheimer said. College football. You saw Ivy League bow out a while ago. Right. Just yesterday, you saw the MAC say that they were going to yep. push till spring. Earlier, you saw the Big Sky Conference with you know schools like Cal Poly Slow and Portland State say they were going to push till spring. And I know that I think it was on some uh, somewhere on sports radio earlier this week. I think it was on with Dan Patrick. Pat Forty himself said. You know, he gave it like 60 or 70% that the Power Five started the season. I think he gave it 10% that they finish. So I think Interesting. If whatever whatever information informed that saying, right. I think they'll start the season, but they won't finish. Whatever information informs that take is probably what these Power Five conferences and university presidents and, and uh, you know, the Pac-12 commissioner, Larry Scott, whatever – they're, if they're looking at a, a high chance that they would start their season but not finish it, then why wouldn't you push till spring? I, I, I mean, I just think it's – I think that I think it's the best move. My take yeah. going into this segment, we're going to talk about high school football, we're going to talk about college football, and we're going to talk about the NFL. My take going into this segment was the NFL is the only one that's going to happen. The NFL is the only one who has the money. Yeah. Colin Cowherd tweeted this last night, and he, and he gave a shout-out to my Oregon State Beavs. He said – there's far more Oregon states than Ohio states in college football. Yeah. There's far – the NFL has the money to pay for what the NBA is doing, what baseball even without a bubble is doing, which is tests and right. contact tracing. Right. and can take. I mean these daily tests, I mean, that's a th- ton th- of money. Th- remember this was, this was almost a month ago, two months ago. That was my first argument about uh, – I forget even who we had on about how college football or high school sports are going to happen. You did bring that up. Yes. Who's going to pay for daily testing because I know – athletic budgets that a lot of these high schools nearby are not able to do that. Let's say that Newport Harbor and CDM, who have great boosters, who yeah. have quite a bit of money yeah. for public schools, yeah. let's say they're able to pay for daily tests for their players, which is already probably out of the question. Right. A ton of money. Right. Well, can their opponents pay for that? Right. Can Esperanza pay for that? Exactly. Can all these other sons, can, can Los Al pay for that? Can Edison? That is a ton of money, and even beyond that, it's a ton of logistics without right. And it's it's almost just altruistic. It's just without you know right. the NFL. Yeah, Jerry Jones and 
you know, Stan Kroenke, they can pay millions of dollars mm-hmm. for all these tests and this, and then guess what? They're getting millions and billions of dollars. Right. Yeah. If uh, if the Newport Harbor football boosters and you know the, these local parent companies and Mario Morovic who owns right. these restaurants on Seventeenth right. Street, if they shell out all this money and get all these tests, they don't get what's the reward? Back. Right. They're a good person. The right. kids got to play. Right. That's great. But cost benefit analysis. It's not happening. Right. So I think my guess, my take going into this before the Pat Forty news was that college and high school aren't going to happen until 2021, and the NFL is going to figure it out, and I think that's going to be the case. I think it's just we're not going to see amateur athletics or even with college football, yeah. quote-unquote, amateur athletics, right. Right. putting air quotes around that. We're just not going to see that until next year. It, I, it, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, it just the, I, I sound a little repetitive here, but obviously the standard is, NFL players, we've already seen a couple of them opt out. I believe the opt out deadline was last Wednesday. I think, I think there was 69. 69 players is an easy number to remember. Yes. <laughs> uh, decided to opt out and not play. That's their job. That's fine. That's their prerogative. Everyone else is getting paid. And they're, they, you, that's what they want to do if they're up to, if they're satisfied with the conditions and testing and how everything's going. Um, that's, that's their prerogative. Whereas student athletes, amateurs, not getting paid, they're there because they want to be there, but it's also their, you know, it's, it, it's yeah. You know what else I think factored into this decision too is just you know you're looking at the Pac-12 as we talked about last week on the show and this list of demands from the players, some of which were ranging from beyond reasonable to almost mandatory, saying we want this COVID testing thing to be streamlined. Mm-hmm. We want uniformity. Mm-hmm. We don't want the Arizona schools, which they start school in two weeks. We don't want ASU and U of A to be back in school and they do testing this way. Right. And UC schools are virtual learning and they do testing that way. Right. They wanted uniformity, but the, the demands ranged from that to we want 50% of conference revenue to be right. split between sports, which is just insane. Right. And you're probably sitting back there, if you're Larry Scott at the Pac-12 and these university presidents saying, you know what? We can't figure any of this out. We don't. We, we can't. Right. We can't even meet these kids halfway. We don't want to acquiesce these demands. Let's just fi- let's just push this till spring, and yeah. we right. need more time. And I right. think you're prob- that's probably factoring into it yeah. as well. Right. And to that point, you know, the NFL 30 teams. It's easy, easy to put together a plan. College, you're talking about dozens and dozens of teams, and you got to get them on the same track. They have different budgets, different areas, different laws. They're in different states. So to your point, I just don't see college football playing. Smoothly, yeah. Well, I don't know which time, but it's it, definitely not going to be. Smooth. And the thing is, there's just no way. Some people are like, oh, do a bubble for college football. The kids can take online classes. You know how big college football teams are? It's Te- crazy. Texas man. has like 120 kids on their yeah. roster. They have mm-hmm. they have like four numbers that three different players have that number. It just that that is the most unfeasible operation. Then all the staff and tra- look at a college football sideline and look oh, up in the yeah. booth. Like how oh, many yeah. people would you need to? to take away from their families and do it's it's that's just not possible not yeah. feasible each school would need like 200 people to be in a bubble for three months right i just yeah i don't think that's possible right where would you do that where has the infrastructure and is remote enough like i don't know maybe 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 one of these texas high schools that has like a <laughs> big ass stadium they can do that or something like that i don't i don't know but there's no but there's no infrastructure there's no hotels there's no place to put them up yeah and also just i mean i'm we talked about this in the first couple weeks when the covid pandemic started was this is this great experiment we're gonna see what happens Mm -hmm. we're entering a new phase of that i think where you're seeing maybe college football pushed back till spring but and you're seeing high school football in a lot of big states california or oregon and the west coast push back but then like we talked about cole levin the newport harbor high school quarterback going and Utah is going to start their season. Right. Are they going to finish it? Right. Is it easier to contain because it's in-state? Is it easier to contain in theory because the state doesn't care? You know, like I just right. – it's, it's, it is an experiment. I'm, and, it, and when you're going to see these overlapping I, seasons, it's going to be almost bizarre where some kids finish their football season in right. November, December, right. and other kids are starting in January. I, I'd be curious to talk to Cole 
after maybe in like a month or so after he's doing some yeah. camp out there mm-hmm. playing football and see how it see how it is. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, man. I just there's there's a lot to digest. We will keep you updated here uh, on Sports Sunday every Sunday and try to keep it as local as possible. But coming up next, it's time for the spice rack. We do it every week at this time. I've got a hot take. Oh it has to do with the Lakers oh and why they will not uh. win. The Larry O'Brien Trophy. Why they will not win the NBA Finals in the bubble this summer, or I guess fall. I'll explain that to you next on Sports Sunday on 101.5 KOCI. Hotline Roofing. For all your roofing, siding, and decking needs, Hotline has been covering the coast and beyond since 1980 and a proud sponsor of KOCI since 2014. You can call Bobby at Hotline Roofing at 949-689-8459. 689-8459. Thank you. Threewisheslending.com. This is Noah Burford, owner of Threewisheslending.com. If you are looking to refinance or buy a house, or take advantage of the lowest rates in your lifetime, please visit threewisheslending.com, 800-919-0151. We have some very creative ways for you to benefit from these low rates. Threewisheslending.com, NMLS 360-982. Time and time again, I hear the same question. Will I outlive my retirement money? You want to know what you can expect from your investments. My name is Scott Dahl of Dahl Capital Advisors, and I will help you position your portfolio based on your risk tolerance and goals. My objective is to help you gain perspective on your investment portfolio so you know what you can expect. Call or email for a free initial consultation. Phone 949-497-6366, dahlcapitaladvisors.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial member, FinRecipic. Hey, I'm Dr. Kate Sahafi, your friendly neighborhood dentist in Newport Beach since 2004. In our changing world, we have adapted. Besides doing excellent dentistry, your health is our top concern. And we have put in place new safety protocols following American Dental Association guidelines. Our office is located at 601 Dover Drive in Newport Beach. Our phone number is 949-548-0966. Make an appointment for a meet and greet. I look forward to making your teeth look and feel great. Take culture is toxic to sports media. Stay off the weed. But it is pretty fun. That's hot. It's time for the Spice Rack. It's the hottest pepper in the world. Hot takes and bold predictions. Real spicy stuff. Boom! <laughs> With Sports Sunday on KOCI. All right, we do it every week at this time. The Spice Rack. Hot takes and bold predictions. It's a lot of fun. It's yeah. toxic, but I, it's a I, lot I, of fun. I, I was kind of zoned out there for a minute. Yeah. I was just, I was he just, doesn't get the sick. Oh yeah, yeah. You can't hear the music I anymore. I can't hear the music Sorry. anymore. Sorry. So I, but yeah. I did. I did appreciate you leaving off the. It's the world hottest pepper. I love that. That, that, that cracks me up. It's just time. so random. Yeah. It's like, what's that from? I literally was like, a uh, ghost pepper videos on YouTube until I found the right <laughs> one. So I was just like, I, I was like, in one of these videos, the guy has to say it's the hottest pepper in the world, right? I, I think so. And he did. So anyway, it's time for the spice rack. We do it every week at this time. I, I've got a take. Something's wrong with the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't think that's a, that's not a take. I don't think something is wrong with the LA. Lakers. So do you? So you agree? Something. Yeah. I mean, it, it's 
Is, is this the same thing saying, is this saying the same thing, something is wrong or something is not right? Is that the same thing? Something's not right with the Lakers. Yes, something is not something right. Something ain't right with that team. Yes. I don't know. I mean, they're not playing good basketball right now. The I don't Lakers. know if you have, number, you have a piece of paper. It looks like you're about to rattle off some numbers and figures. The Lakers have lost three games in a row. Yes. And I, I don't know what's wrong with the Lakers, but I do know that Anthony Davis is having a really hard time winning without LeBron. Anthony Davis is having a really hard time doing anything with, unless LeBron plays. The Lakers, this isn't a hot take. The Lakers go the way of LeBron James. Yeah. Anthony Davis, I know Sprague brought him up as maybe being the MVP of the Lakers team. But as we head into the postseason, and you know I've been critical of Anthony Davis for his lack of postseason success or experience. Mm-hmm. But as we head into the postseason, it's becoming more and more apparent to me that one, Anthony Davis can't shoulder the load. Two, the Lakers 100% go the way of LeBron James. And three, the Lakers role players that they brought in, the, the warts are showing, and they're right now playing as the worst versions of themselves. And that's really bad when you look across the proverbial hallway at Staples Center and you see the role players, the supporting cast, the bench of the Clippers coming in and beating a hungry team like the Blazers. So if I look, I just want to look at some numbers from the Lakers' most recent games, including last night they lost to the Pacers. Anthony Davis scored only eight points. He was a minus 20 last night against the Pacers. Earlier this week, Rockets-Lakers, Rockets won 113-97. LeBron didn't play. AD had nine. And on Wednesday, when the Thunder beat up on the Lakers, 105-86, Anthony Davis finished 3 of 11 with 9 points for a minus 15. So what's going on with AD, and what's wrong with the Lakers? What's, what's alarming to me, the, this kind of tip, this this thing that the Lakers were in a funk was tipped off to me, I think, was that after their, I think after the loss against the Raptors on Wednesday, LeBron, in a, in a, in a press conference, said, uh, there's some off-the-court issues, right? Or there's some stuff right now that's happening off the court, but I'm not going to get into that right now. Oh, uh, okay. That's uh, let's unpack that. Like you know, I don't know. If there's any chemistry issues. That I no. I don't think anyone's sleeping with anyone else's girlfriends because everyone's in the bubble right now. <laughs> it's it's nothing like that. So it's it's alarming to me that I don't know. Are some of the players having trouble adjusting? Was a guy like Avery Bradley, who was an integral part of the role playing team that, of the role play this year, not being there? Is that starting to take an effect? Is that you know, Rondo's not there. He's a senior guy. People listen to him. People respect him. Is him not being back from injury yet holding them back? I, there's a lot of a lot of questions right now that are need to be answered. But I'm I'm, I'm I've always subscribed to the pendulum theory. It always it's always gonna swing back the other way. It always will. So Lakers are in a funk right now. They were playing great basketball. Now they're in a funk. They've clinched the one again. They've clinched the one seat. So they really aren't playing for anything at this point, other than just trying to get into a groove, a feel for the bubble basketball. But right now. I, it's it's alarming, but it's not concerning, if that makes sense. I'm on that boat, too. I'm not worried. Lake Show, don't worry about this. For me, I was looking at the numbers, too, Alex. I think the bench is getting more minutes. I think Vogel wants to get the bench in rhythm. You see guys like the Antetokounmpo brother was playing. Like You never see him on the floor when they're actually competing. Jared Dudley played like 14 minutes, and Quinn and Cook played 24 minutes. I'm looking at the stat line here. Obviously, they're, they're getting their bench in rhythm. They have new addi- additions like J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters. They're getting those guys in rhythm. They're clinched. They have nothing to worry about. They have a few games left. I wouldn't worry. Exactly, and they have time to tinker with lineups still. This is a luxury yeah. that they have because they're already clinched. They can try things. They can get experiment. It's, it's okay if they lose. I don't know how that looks in the scheme of things as far as momentum goes into the playoffs, but I... Something is up. I don't know what the issue is off the court, as LeBron said. I don't know if that's been resolved or how that's all going to work out. But as I said, it's alarming, but I'm not concerned. 
You have cryptic LeBron quotes, which is nothing new with him. We've seen that right. throughout his career. Right. That's maybe my one knock because I'm not here for the LeBron slander. LeBron is a top five NBA player for me, and if you want to make the case he's the GOAT, I will sit down and mm-hmm. listen. Mm-hmm. But he has been known throughout his career for cryptic quotes of the media that maybe place some of the blame sure. on an external source. So you check that box. You have Anthony Davis playing very poorly. Like I said, a minus 20 last night, just eight points against the Pacers. And then you have reports like this. LeBron says his rhythm is getting better with the shooting backdrop being different for most gyms. He would even play pickup in. He noted how dark it is. And it's for me, that's the only player that I've heard complain about the backdrop. That's the only player that I've heard getting into his rhythm. So just to me, there's some boxes being checked in a weird situation. As our guest earlier, Brandon Sprague, brought up, don't be surprised if an eight seed knocks off a one seed or a seven knocks off a two or we just see some crazy upset type potential because of the weirdness of the bubble. And if I'm a Laker fan, I'm sweating. I mean, I, I said that. Uh, a couple weeks ago as well that I my, I think it was on Spice Rack that I thought there, might, there was definitely going to be some upsets because of the lack of playoff environment. Some young teams that don't have playoff experience might take a couple wins off a great team, might even take the series against a great team because, as we were talking about with Brandon, there's no hostile fans. There's, you're not going on the road. You're not doing a crazy cross, you know, flying halfway across the country to go play your other games. It's it's all right there. There's no fan. It's, it's a lot. But to your point, Alex, that LeBron is the only player that's really commented on the difficulty of shooting. But uh, it's weird, but do players need to say, oh, yeah, I agree with LeBron? Or it could just be an issue for him. People are allowed to have their own issues and try to figure it out. I don't know. I don't know how his depth perception looks. I don't know what it looks like to look like look through LeBron's eyes. I don't know. It, it could just be an issue with him. I think that's a red herring, to be honest. I feel like there is something going. Even if with that quote, we heard him say there's something in the locker room that's wrong. We'll, we'll just have to see. All right, anything know, spicy th- from your guys? I mean, they, they, they play the Nuggets tomorrow night, and uh, Nuggets, I think, are the two-seed or maybe the three-seed right three now. The three right now. Yeah, yeah it's uh, Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets. Uh, well, I don't know if it's more of a take, but it, I so there's some some conversation yesterday during the uh, Clippers-Blazers game that the Clippers were actually trying to sandbag it because they want they think the Blazers can beat the Lakers. Do you, I heard do that you, take. Do you have any merit? Do you any put any faith behind that? Uh, I wouldn't. I think, sorry, I'm trying to figure out how to articulate this. I think that there's merit to that take. I think that there's an, I don't think that if if Doc Rivers or if the Clippers people said, oh no, like we didn't talk about that at all. They're definitely talking about that. They're definitely thinking about that. That being said, the Clippers still won. You can't take, you can't take that competitive nature out of an NBA team. You're not actively, they didn't try to tank. But I'm sure there was conversation saying, let's not go, let's not bend because, over Because they, they were limiting Kawhi's minutes pretty heavily last night. No, yeah. you know, Kawhi, Kawhi didn't play. No, Kawhi P- didn't play. PG had his limits. That's right. His minutes limited. And it was Rodney Magruder who hit a huge shot to put the Clippers up. Right. It was Patrick Patterson who came up big in the fourth quarter. Right. I mean, and this is the bottom of the Clippers bench. So I think there's merit to that. It didn't end up working out. I like that. I like them trying to I, set I, up I, the Lakers I, I, for that. I'm not surprised that you are okay with that. I, I, that's that's gamesmanship, it's I guess. Gamesmanship. That's part of the game. Yeah. I think doing it, they're saying, well, it's good for us to rest Kawhi. We want to limit PG's minutes, and some guys aren't bad. So, yeah, is it positive if the Lakers have to play the Blazers and right. the Blazers win and lock up that? Is that positive for us? Yes. We're not going to actively try to lose this game. So, so now with the Lakers playing the Nuggets, do you think the Lakers might try to flip the switch, try to lose to the Nuggets? I don't know, because now... The Nuggets uh, and Clippers are who, who, jockeying. Yeah, they're at 47 wins. Nuggets have 46 wins. And the Rockets are pretty far back with uh, 43 wins. Now, 
do you think there's another level to that? The Lakers would try to lose to get the Clippers to have to play the Rockets in the um, or, or try to get the Nuggets and Rockets to flip so the Lakers would play the uh, Rockets in the second round. I think that it's in the Lakers' best interest to keep the Clippers out of that two seed mm-hmm. because if they cannot face the Clippers, I right. think that's one of the biggest yeah. threats. To but I mean, the Lakers. Clippers are going to play the Mavs, and the Mavs have been like, not the same team. But, but the Clippers, Luca has been playing out of his they mind. Ha- that's true, except for the Clippers did dispatch the Mavs the- earlier this week. So I actually think the- I'm pulling for the Mavs because I really like some of their players. But the Clippers have looked good and match up well against Dallas. For me, if I'm the Lakers team, I'd- I don't fear anyone. Because you know you're going to have to play the Clippers basically no matter what. I think right. that's destined to happen. Whoever comes along, I mean, they're going to play the Blazers first round, maybe a mid-tier team like the Thunder second round, and then the Clippers are going to come in the conference finals. So if I'm the Lakers, I don't care who I play in the second round because you're going to play the Clippers anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ball has been so weird as far as recent. Yeah. TJ Warren yeah, Warren's has, balling. in four games, he's scored like 100 yeah. 100 points or the something? The Suns have looked incredible. 5-0. and TJ Warren's averaging 35 points a game. Yeah, it's like, crazy. I, I, yeah. It's it's just a full reset. I mean, yeah, it's been it's been very fun to watch. And and I know, that, and this is sort of a pre-bubble take that I've rode with, but it's I do think that the Clippers and the Lakers are are on a tier above everyone else yeah. in the bubble. Even yeah. with weird upset type stuff, I know the Bucks have Giannis. I know the Bucks are really good, but I still put... Lakers and Clippers on tier one above all the other teams mm-hmm. in the bubble, even though I'm saying what's wrong with the Lakers. They still have LeBron. They still have that experience. They match up. The two teams, I mean, I, to me, those the Lakers and Clippers have sort of each other's kryptonite a bit, especially as Montrez Harrell has yet to go through quarantine and rejoin the Clippers yet. So He's yeah. going to be a key to stopping AD in the post for sure. Yeah, I mean, just we need that. Right. We can't play... I say we. I'm going into Clippers. But Joakim Noah can't play too many minutes for the Clippers. Yeah, right. <laughs> if, 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 goes, if he's getting meaningful minutes, something went terribly it wrong. It comes down to that. Right. You know, it's, it's less almost about Trez matching up with AD and more about just right. we can't have Noah on the court right. too much. And so my last point, I know we got to go to break soon, but I just putting a button in this conversation about how, you know, Am I scared? The, the, like I said about the pendulum thing, Danny Green's shooting terribly right now, but that means he's going. He's he's averages are as they are because yeah. then he'll shoot above that. Yeah. He he averaged uh, 37 uh, 37% from the field. Uh, sh- sorry, three point shooting, and that he's a good three point shooter. Danny Green's a good shooter, so that it's going to come back, and I think that's when the momentum is going to carry because that's when he's going to start hitting all the shots to make things work out like that exactly and for the lakers i think there's four players besides lebron who are vital to them succeeding and that's ad of course you have kuzma who also has been struggling he also shot three Mm -hmm. for 14 and you have danny green and then i think they a a point guard needs to step up either caruso or caldwell pope yeah well rondo is still on the i think he's on it's still on his normal he hasn't had any setbacks yet as far as his timetable for return and i think that would be sometime at the end of the month Mm -hmm. so i think sometime mid mid first round i believe is what i heard so I just, I mean, as a, as a Clippers fan, I'm sitting back here licking my chops, listening to you guys sing the praises of Caruso and KCP, and just the bench, the bench depth isn't there for the Lakers. It's no, not the, it's not it's the not. same as the Clippers for sure. But again, LeBron and eight, it, it, it evens out. Does Caruso have a pendulum to swing back to, or is this who Caruso is? I mean, he's, Caruso's been balling out, not in the bubble. No, not he in hasn't the bubble. Been that good. I mean, 
But I mean, in the playoffs, you're, I'm going to take LeBron James playing 40 minutes, AD playing 40 minutes over the depth of the Clippers bench. Yeah. Right. You guys can take that. Yeah. I'll take the depth. I'll take Kawhi. Okay. I'll take PG. I mean, we've been doing this all. We've been doing this for what? We've been 18, doing this all show. 18 weeks now. <laughs> all right. We put a bow on the show. America, great people in sports brought to you by Century Industries. Next, you're listening to Sports Sunday on 101.5 KOCI. Hotline Roofing. For all your roofing, siding, and decking needs, Hotline has been covering the coast and beyond since 1980 and a proud sponsor of KOCI since 2014. You can call Bobby at Hotline Roofing at 949-689-8459. 689-8459. Thank you. The Newport Harbor High School Alumni Association is here to connect you to the people, places, and memories you love most about our school. Find us online at newportharboralumni.org and on Facebook and Instagram at Newport Harbor Alumni. And as always, go Sailors! Harbor All Glass and Mirror in Costa Mesa has complete glass and glazing, residential, commercial, mall, and marine needs. Their business has been built on quality products and outstanding service. They service all of Orange County. Harbor All Glass and Mirror is on the web at harborallglass.com. Most financial gurus say, check with your tax advisor. Not so with the Money Guys from Applied Financial Planning. Our planning services include the tax consequences of your investments. Why wait any longer? We offer a complimentary no-obligation checkup and portfolio evaluation at ocmoneyguys.com. This is Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford on 101.5 KOCI. We always have to get uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers in Yeah, once a show. Yeah, RHCP. You know, fun, fa- fun fact about this song, Soul to Squeeze, was uh, originally just a B-side from the Blood Sugar Sex Magic album. So this never even made it on an album. Huh. Originally it was released as a B-side. I forget which song it was the B-side to. And then it was originally released on the Conehead soundtrack. Really? This was in the movie. Yeah, this is in the, the songs in the movie. The Conehead Conehead's. movie. This is in the wow. Conehead movie. That's a very 1990s. Uh, very 1990s. And triple fun fact. Let's just yeah. Let's go with triple threat here. Uh, Chris Farley is in the music video for this song. When, when he was Chris, like, Chris Farley as we knew him. Uh, like, like was he was he like, what, was he famous? Like was he SNL yet? Yes, or was he still like an upcoming actor? Uh, it was SN. It was 1993. So it was, okay, it yeah. was young. It was young, but he was no. He was Chris the, Farley. What, what year did Tommy Boy come out? 95, I okay. believe. So, so he was on, and he was on SNL in 93. Gotcha. So I mean, it, it, it's not like uh, what was it? Courtney Cox was in uh, what music video? Oh, oh, oh! Uh, the Bruce Springsteen yes, Dancing yeah, in the Dark. Exactly. So a great, it, that's a great skit yeah. with Adam Sandler. Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, I'm just saying it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like, hey, he was an extra in this. Right. It was okay. like he was cast as. Got it. Got it. Uh, but yeah, so that's a that's your Red Hot Chili Peppers fun fact of the day. Brought to you by. We talked a lot of music today. <laughs> we have. We have. What else did we talk about? Wings. Wings. Wings? We talked. Yeah, that was your that was on your on your buy sell that or stock up stock down. We talked about wings. Yeah. What does that have to do with music? No, you what? said. What else did we talk about? Today? Oh, 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 oh. I thought you said, <laughs> I thought you said, I'm confused. Sorry. You lost. I thought you were talking. When you said Wings, I thought you meant the Paul McCartney band Wings. Oh, I was like, I don't okay. remember talking about, I don't remember talking <laughs> we, we about We could them. talk about the Paul yeah, McCartney we, band I mean, wings. yeah, I thought you were, uh, I was like, 
I understand your confusion. Bend on the room. Are, are you playing something right now? Because I, I, oh, I, I can't hear anything. I see, you, I see you start to smile as you're looking at your laptop. Sorry. Like, I can't hear it. To all our loyal listeners out there, Brooks, uh, there's a lack of headphones in the studio today. So, Brooks. I, I drew the short straw. Uh, can't thank you for your sacrifice. Oh, that's what uh, I'm here but for. I'm playing, I was playing Band on the Run by Wings. When you said Wings, I was like, I don't remember talking about that. I had a... A real senior moment, as they as they might say. Okay, we do it every week to wrap up the show, celebrating the great patrons of sports and culture locally. It's time for America, great people and sports. America, great people and sports. Today, we'll be honoring American football legend Glenn Pop Warner. And just a reminder, America, great people in sports, brought to you by Century Industries and Jane Zenos Dio. Pop Warner, after a 44-year coaching campaign in college football, Warner accumulated 319 wins, a record, standing for decades until being broken in the 1980s. Following his coaching career, Warner acted as the pioneer for youth football programs, establishing the famous Pop Warner Youth Football League that we've all heard about, we all know and love. Each year, the association provides half a million American youth with a getaway in to football. The Cornell graduate was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame way back in 1951, the cherry on top to his four national championships. His legacy will live on through the participation of millions of youth athletes to come. This has been America, Great People in Sports, brought to you by Century Industries Incorporated and Jane Zenos D.O. You ever play Pop Warner? I, I, I was just going to ask that. I, I did I, not. I played one year of Pop Warner. You played Warner one year of Pop Warner. Yeah. Did you, Chris? My mom, being the doctor she is, would be like, oh, no football for you. Even flag football I couldn't get into. So yeah. it's just it funny. was a for me. My cousin was a D1 quarterback. So, like, I, I was exposed. I, I love. That's why I love football so much. I'd watch him. He was, you know, great. He was recruited and everything. And I just love football. Yeah. And then I wanted to uh, – I wanted to play, and I'm, I was, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm smaller than average for like our people our mm-hmm. age, our size, and so it's like, oh, okay, maybe you can't play, you shouldn't play, and finally, I think I was just annoying enough. It's like, all right, you want to go, you want to go get your butt kicked for an entire fine, like do it, do it one year, see how you do, see how you like it, and uh, I did it for a year, and I, and I did like it, but I don't know, I, I, it was, I was reaching the point to where I think I was, it was summer going into freshman year of high school, I think, so it was like. My next option would be to play high school football. Yeah, and you're like, do I want to? Do I do I right. like it that much? Right. Do I want to do this? Right. And I sailed, so I couldn't do both. Yeah. Well, I wish I would have honestly, because I love footballs. One of my favorite sports. I, I actually like the intricacies of the game yeah. and like the, you know plays and things like that. I wish I had played. I can't now. <laughs> we, we 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 weren't. I don't think we won a single game. It, it was I was it was the Costa Mesa Pop Warner. So we were the Mustangs, and the the age bracket was so big that we signed up with. They had to make two teams. So there's one team that was like you know like 35 kids, and then our team was the residual. We were like we had guys playing both ways. Like <laughs> it, it was almost like it was very Sandlot type. Yes. Like, they had a couple more coaches than we did. They were all. They were. I think they won like the conference. Like the the our division or whatever that year, we didn't win a game. We scored maybe three or four touchdowns. We were very, uh, very ground and pound football team. Just run the ball. <laughs> didn't have the, didn't have the air quarterback. You have the, uh, you know, the foundations there of sort of a Disney channel, original movie oh, story. Totally. Absolutely. But then you just end up. Yeah. And then, it actually just got whacked. And reality sets yeah, in. Exactly. And it's not a Disney. I mean, when, when I'm, when I'm running back number two and you're starting safety, that's, that's when you know you're not going to, uh, but if, if you knew then what you knew now, you might've been more if effective. I, if I, that's true. If I did know, if I knew then what I knew now about running, about playing football, particularly playing football, particularly as a running back, I think I would have been a lot more effective. What do you do in those situations? Like for me, I never got to play 
youth football and, and just there's nothing I can do about it, right? You it, just take the L on that one. I, I think so. Because I can't. Because I, I had a friend. Uh, I had a friend in college. Yeah. Who was in the band, the marching band at Oregon mm-hmm. State? Checked every box as like the dwee band kid. Sure. Repped it. Played a little bit of high school football at a small. You know, he's not listening, so this isn't gonna reveal. Philomath, which is uh, the a town near Corvallis, uh-huh. that's a very small town. Also home of Kevin Boss, former New York Giants tight end. Very random. Okay. Uh, but he played some. He was not good. He's not right. an athlete. Right. But while we were in college. He got this itch to like play? Re- play, so he went and signed up for a local semi-pro team, the Benton Bulldogs, and he said it was guys like from his age range up into guys in their 30s who like had maybe played D1 or NAIA, uh-huh. and he said like he just got his ass kicked every week. I, I think the equivalent to that is there's a, like men's fast pitch baseball. Yes. Like my, yeah. I have some coworkers that play in one, and it's it's not it's. It's you know it's not just a, a beer softball league underhand. It's got these are guys that probably pitched in college. It's legit. They're still throwing eighty miles per hour, and it's playing with wooden bats and everything. So I don't know. I guess there is a football. I don't know what that is. I around think here. it would be. There's probably some semi pro leagues yeah. around here. I mean, I, there's definitely intramural around here. I just, you know what? Maybe I, mean, I, I don't a, have that itch. So I think bad. there's a beach flag football league around. That makes here. sense. Uh, I mean, up in up in L.A. where I am, that I, makes sense. I used to be heavily involved in the kickball scene. That was. That was wild. That was a wild time. Uh, then I was playing beach volleyball before when COVID hit and everything got shut down there. But beach volleyball is fun. Yeah, I'm bad, but it's fun. Yeah, it was very fun. We were we were bad too, but it was fun weekend to get out with our friends. And I'd like to get out. I'd like to get out on the sand and play and hit the volleyball round. Yeah, it's a, volleyball is it's it's to me it's like so it's if you're great like obviously great volleyball players like Misty May you know people like that they are obviously wonderful. It's but it, it's easy to be okay at volleyball. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like anyone can kind of figure out how to at least hit once. You it's know? like golf. It's like you just if you can just get over that little baseline, exactly. then you're fine. Exactly. You can hang. Exactly. Like me today. Yeah. Like oh yeah, you golf today. Yeah, golf this morning. Shout out to uh, Ray and Kevin if you guys are listening. You guys, they rounded out the uh, rest of our foursome. Two random bros from uh, Aliso Viejo. I doubt they're listening. You didn't meet them before today. They just no. They were, oh, they, nice. It was me and uh, me and our friend me and uh, P P two three ish Jeff. Nice. Not P one. Uh, not P one yet. Not P one yet. But no one's uh, gonna beat Gary. Yeah, no one's gonna beat uh, Gary. I hope Gary's listening. Yeah, I hope I, we haven't heard from Gary yet today. And I know Aaron. <laughs> I know Aaron and Whittier's listening. We're trying to get our text line popping. Uh, Aaron said he texted. We're not getting it. So this will be a, this will be a continuing work in progress for the show. Yeah. But the text line is open. Text KOCI to twenty one thousand. 21000 text KOCI to 21000 then send your text and we will definitely read every text on the show you know with you know maybe some exceptions depending on what you say but yeah football eliminate football because we just kind of talked about it. it seems like that's a sport what, what sport did you not play growing up or did you wish you had played longer I wish I had I really enjoyed playing youth baseball me too that's and I liked answer. I really liked pitching I wished that I, and being left-handed, I felt like that was somewhat, yeah, you know, yeah. I had, that was good. I wish I would have stuck with that longer. Yeah. Well, I yeah. wish I would have just stuck, I wish I would have leaned into pitching right, and done that. It's good. For me, I actually had a friend who sailed, and he also played baseball too. I chose baseball, he chose sailing, and there's just this hypothetical where I joined the sailing team uh, freshman year. Uh, and, just sailed, and Who's your friend? Jack Blackman. I know Jack Blackman. I know. I yeah. saw his dad yesterday. Jack yeah. Black. But yeah, so anyway... <laughs> Chris the Sailor could have been a thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. We could have just Chris. We could, have been, we, we, could have been, we could have been buddies a lot earlier. Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Brooks? Uh, I think baseball. I really enjoy because you and I were, I think that's really how we first met. Yeah. We were like Cardinals. We loved baseball. Yeah. yeah. T-ball was fun and the machine pitch. From The reason I stopped playing baseball is because the first year a kid pitch, you know, kids don't have control. And just they try to, I, I just got drilled a couple times. Uh, like, this isn't funny. No, no, I remember. But, but now that I'm bigger, it's like, older. Oh, it's like, I could have taken a pitch or two, you know, at that age and. 
I don't know. I like I like fielding a lot. I love being. I was a shortstop. I was shortstop yeah. second baseman. I, I don't know. I loved. I love like that quick reflex and trying to like make a make a play. I said baseball, but I I really didn't play any youth hoops. I didn't play basketball, and I well pre COVID was playing a lot of pickup hoops. Right. And I'm like, man, I wish that I had like a foundation in this. I, I played boys and girls club. I I think eighth grade. It felt like half of Ensign played boys and girls club. Yeah, basketball. I was in the other half. So. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Uh, okay, great, great show. By the way, yes, the text line right at the finish line. Saved by the bell. Aaron and Whitty are texting in. How's Lou Sweet Chicken Wings Williams playing for the Clips? Go Lakers. Lou is playing great. He's back. He's playing good. He's he's not playing great, but he's back. Well, he's playing. He's the only one that's gotten a stripper to dance for him in the last month and a half. So, so he's got to be I happy. Guess, I guess he's, he's fired. I guess yeah. he's fired up. Uh, all right, we'll be back next week. We're gonna have. We're going to have Newport Harbor High School head coach Peter Lofthouse on with us next oh, week. Oh, as we begin, this is Brooks's idea, as we begin yeah, running through plug me up. Uh, each week, we're going to have a different local coach on. We'll go through Harbor, CDM, Edison, uh, Fountain Valley, Estancia, Costa yeah. Mesa, and, if, and, if any of and our maybe li- modern day. And if any of our listeners, if your local high school team, we didn't mention it right there, if you guys, I don't know how No, 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 yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, reach we'll, out to us. We'd love to talk to coaches. and Yeah, text into our text line, uh, text KOCI to 21000. To one triple zero, and let us know if there's a local coach you think we should talk to yeah. because we want to run in any sport. Yeah, in any sport, we want to cover them all, starting now and leading up into whenever sports start. So yeah, yeah we'll, we're going to start things off very Newport Harbor centric, yeah. but we're going to start things off with Peter Lofthouse next Sunday here on the show. So you won't want to miss that. Perfect, guys. Another good show in the books. Great show. Yeah. Thanks. That was fun. Headphone, headphoneless. We uh, we we're going to get you some phones. I can't we'll wait. Get you some headphones. Thanks to Brandon Sprague and Eric Sonheimer for coming on. As always, you can catch the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Search Sports Sunday. Alex Crawford. We'll be back next week, three to five p.m. for Brooks Clark and Chris Babona. This is Alex Crawford saying from Saddleback to the Pacific Ocean, from the Santa Ana River all the way down to Salt Creek. You've been listening to Sports Sunday on one. 1015 KOCI. You're listening to 1015 KOCI LPFM Newport Beach Costa Mesa serving all of Orange County.